This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That is the packet 8.net toll-free line for you. And as always, it's Ian here with you. And Mark. Once again, that number is 1-800-259-9231 for the live. This is the live Saturday edition of Free Talk Live. Things are uh, normally... Well, things on Saturday nights are normally the same as they are during the rest of the week, though this particular Saturday edition is a little bit different from our normal Saturday editions. That's right. We're at the uh, Liberty Forum tonight. We're at the first annual New Hampshire Liberty Forum, and uh, we are here for the second day uh, of two days of broadcasting live from the New Hampshire Liberty Forum. The first uh, first day went great. We had a variety of uh, of interesting guests here on the air with us. Uh, And, of course, this isn't normally a guest show, Mm-mm. but since we're here at the New Hampshire Liberty Forum in Concord, New Hampshire... And the, we've got an extra microphone. We've got an extra microphone, and there's such a bunch of interesting people around here. Uh, there's There's been at least 250, if not 300 or more people oh, coming in and out uh, throughout the weekend. Uh, the, the numbers of people that have uh, that have been attending have drastically increased as of tonight as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's because John Stossel is in the building as we speak I saw him get off the elevator earlier. I uh, got a chance to uh, to say hello to him and invited him to come on the show here tonight. Hopefully, we've got everybody's our seen John Stossel but me. We've got our fingers crossed as to whether or not he's actually going to show up and uh, and sit in with us for a few minutes, which mm-hmm. would be great. We'll do our best to pull him aside. Uh, there are other libertarian luminaries hanging out here this evening. Uh, we're going to have a, a presidential candidate on the air with us here shortly, mm-hmm. uh, as well as maybe get a former presidential candidate, Michael Badnarik from the Libertarian Party, if we can uh, drag him over. We didn't get him last night. Hopefully we'll get him tonight. Everybody's busy. Everybody's doing things. We're missing out on dinner right now because we're doing this show. Uh, most, I'd, I'd say, 98% of the people here at the convention are sitting in a, uh, a ballroom right now, mm-hmm. getting ready for uh, a nice, fancy, schmancy dinner uh, with John Stossel, going to be giving the keynote address, and I believe it's going to be titled "The Enemies of Liberty." Mm-hmm. And so, looking forward, hopefully, somebody will be in there with a video camera, and uh, we'll be able to watch it later on. But nonetheless, we're here doing free talk live. Uh, you, as always, can call in toll free at 800-259-9231. We're going to talk more about the event here in a little bit. And uh, what happened today, maybe what you went and saw, Mark. Uh, I, of course, participated in the media panel and uh, and uh, discuss what's uh, on the way tomorrow as well. Of course, take your calls about anything, 800-259-9231. Actually, we're going straight to the phones here first because Mike's been waiting patiently to start things out here. Mike in North Carolina, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hello. Hey, man. How's it going? Great, hey. Mike. What's on your mind? Uh, I came across a thing from a buddy of mine, uh, I'm the only libertarian guy here in uh, Fort Bragg, so okay. uh, I just came across uh, the Libertarian Nationalist Socialist Green Party. The what? The Libertarian National Socialist Green Party. How does that work? It's uh, a National Socialist uh, Party for um, libertarian-minded Nazis, I guess. I guess. Can well, you give me an example that, uh, of one of their issues? Uh, environment. It's to transfer all funds for public welfare system and the government to environmental cleanup, restrict the amount of land that can be used, redevelop inner cities, reward with tax breaks, those with few electronic appliances, and frivolous and pointless industries, and force widespread recycling in detail. Oh, my gosh. That, they, don't have, they don't have anything to do with libertarianism. Where did you find uh, these no, people? Just, this is uh, something that just happened to be on the Internet that, you know, Google libertarian and this popped up. I see. Does it look like they're uh, anything more than like three crackpots uh, sitting in a meeting together? Or uh... Uh, I have no idea. I just came across it just a few minutes ago, so I decided to call you guys up and get your uh, 
perspective on it and let you look it up or whatnot if you'd like to. What's uh, what's the website? Is it uh, easy or is it like tripod.com forward slash GY7? Nazi.org. Nazi.org. Well, then they're that's easy enough. Yeah, then yeah. they're not libertarians yeah. at all. Yeah, that's that's yeah. insulting that they would put the word. Li- you know, just everybody wants to use that word these days. Everybody, I'm telling you, the, it's the cool word, to be libertarian. The word libertarian. Mm, no, I'm not so sure. All right, well, uh, Mike. Uh, any, uh, say again. Uh, you were saying. Uh, go, ahead. go ahead. Go ahead. All right, Mike. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, well, just wanted to see if you had anything else to say. Oh, I was just saying that uh, I just thought, you know, the whole libertarian concept was uh, non-force and, you know, just being peaceful towards everybody and just try to carry on with your own life, but this just doesn't seem to be it. Yeah, well, that's what exactly – libertarianism means uh, you running your life how you want as long as you don't harm anyone else. Um, That's libertarianism. And uh, those guys have nothing whatsoever to do with it. So there, oh, hope yeah. that clarifies things for you. Thank you for the call, Mike. Appreciate it. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one is the toll free packet eight dot net line. And uh, this is Ian and Mark here doing the live Saturday edition from the New Hampshire Liberty Forum. Mark, do you mind not playing Tetris while I'm we're doing, doing the okay. show? We're trying to do a radio show. Thanks very much. In fact, we've got Gerard Boulogne, uh in, sitting here at the table with us. And Gerard, you're one of the attendees this weekend here at the Liberty Forum, and I want to welcome you to the program here on Free Talk Live. Hello, how are you? Good. And, and you got to talk right into the microphone there. Thank you very much for having me. Yeah, no problem. Uh, you've, uh, you've been out and about around the forum here this weekend sharing a pretty disturbing personal story uh, about what happened to you uh, with some government bureaucrats, some elected officials here in New Hampshire. Correct. And what, start at the beginning because it's, uh, it's a bit of a complicated story. Well, uh I can summarize it for you simply as I was uh, exercising my First Amendment rights, free speech. In the process, I was able to defeat, uh, get a uh, politician who was running for uh, Hillsborough County Attorney uh, defeated. The Hillsborough County Attorney's Office is the third most powerful law enforcement position in the state, behind only the New Hampshire Attorney General's Office and the State Police Colonel. Now, why did you why did you want to defeat this guy? In 2002, he was involved, he was on the school board uh, in Gosstown, Hampshire, and they were involved in a construction project, and they raped the project financially. They stole a lot of money. It's typical of government politicians engaging in malfeasance, uh, essentially siphoning off funds, putting it into their own personal projects, their own pockets. You caught them at this. I caught them at this, and it wasn't, it wasn't even difficult. It was bold and brazen, and I realized that their bold and brazenness meant that they knew they were being uh, protected. There's no way that somebody would uh, do, steal that money that obviously mm-hmm. and not know they were being protected by somebody. I didn't know that at the time, but I suspected it. You know, we talk all the time. Uh, we talk frequently <clears throat> on Free Talk Live about how the the government really is nothing more uh, than an armed gang of thugs uh, offering their services of so-called protection to people. And this is a, a a perfect and very scary example of exactly what I'm talking about here. You found the malfe you, you discovered the malfeasance. Yeah, you uncovered I'm, a whistle- it. I'm a whistleblower. Right. And, and you have uh, you have the evidence. This isn't just an allegation. You've correct. actually got hard evidence. And you brought this out during your campaign against this person? Correct. For, I, when he was I, running for office? I wrote a lot of letters to the Internet and the email. Uh, what was his uh, name? Uh, it's Prosecutor Kerry Stekowicz. Is that a man? It's a man? It's a man. Okay. And he's also the Gosstown Police Captain. He's uh, an attorney. He was a school board member. So he was running for, what was it, city council? I no, no, a Hillsborough County Attorney. Hillsborough County Attorney. The so the prosecutor, basically. Correct. He okay. would have been uh, in charge of, this, again, this, the third most powerful law enforcement position in the state. Got I it. knew he was crooked, so I sent out a bunch of letters, and he ended up losing the election by four 
votes. So and, essentially, single-handedly, you you prevented correct. him from winning. I mean, the union leader endorsed him. Uh, the executive committee put together to uh, evaluate the candidates endorsed him. Uh, he was leading in the polls, and he lost by four votes. And that's when the and you can you can pretty much from you, uh, from all the letters you wrote, you you would imagine that those four votes that he lost by were probably well, they know it as a result of you. Well, they know. Yeah, yeah, and uh, the. He was leading the polls. He was a favorite candidate, and he was. In the, but uh, the problem is, is that uh, once I did that, that's when the crap started hitting the fan. Yeah, I, you were you were playing some recordings for us before the yeah. show, and um, somebody on that recording threatened to kill you. I mean, he's, um, he, 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 that's what I heard. Um, as I, I heard somebody say right. to the to the effect of uh, taking your precious life from you. Yes. Um, now you didn't have any trouble understanding that, did you? It, it, that's that's how it seemed to me. I have. Now, uh, I, I don't know who was on the tape, but in, somebody was threatening. When I brought these tapes to law enforcement, you'll see in the CD that I gave you with the court records. These are court records now. Mm -hmm. They interviewed the state police. I gave them the exact same recordings you have, mm -hmm. and they said they could not make heads nor tails out of them. That's a quote. So they're, again, protecting their own, <laughs> essentially, is what's going on. State Police Major Crimes Unit, mm -hmm. 750 pages of investigation. You thought you'd be able to go above Correct. the Hillsborough County guy yeah. and, and to the state police, and that didn't be good. It was worse. Hmm. The, uh, investigator, the chief investigator at the New Hampshire Attorney General's office uh, was... Uh, uh, an investigator in the Judge John Fairbanks case, and uh, are you familiar with that? No, we're not, Martin. but I do want to get back to your yeah. story here right. in a moment. Uh, we've got Gerard Boulogne on the line, or not on the line, but uh, actually <clears throat> right here, here uh, in person with us. We're talking about his just disturbing story, and I don't even know if I should be shocked by this. I mean, it's just typical government malfeasance, government corruption, uh, threats, coercion, being engaged against him. He... Uh, he we're going to come back with more of his story. It's, it's incredible. And your calls as well. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, your show, the live Saturday edition. Take control of the airwaves. 800-259-9231. We'll get you on the air with us here tonight. We're broadcasting live from the New Hampshire Liberty Forum, the very first one ever, though it is the second day of the first ever New Hampshire Liberty Forum. And things have been very interesting here. Uh, we're going to talk more about what's been happening at the forum here in moments. But we're continuing our conversation now with Gerard Boulogne. Our number is 800-259-9231. That is the Packet8.net free line. And you can bring up anything, as always, on the live Saturday edition of Free Talk Live. And by the way, join us on our website at Free Talk live.com all of the features on the site are totally free and that does include the bulletin board system over uh, i think we're at about 200,000 posts over 1400 people interacting variety of uh, different topics and it's all totally free that's bbs.freetalklive.com uh, once again bbs.freetalklive.com do you have a company that needs to try something new in the area of collections SACL CAI does collections and they do it in a whole new way SACL's employees are trained in resolving issues for your customers and treating them with respect. They know that not only do you want to collect your money, but you want to keep those clients, too. SACL CAI. Check out their banner at freetalklive.com or call 1-800-544-6359. That's 800-544-6359. Do business with businesses that support FTL. All right, we're back with Gerard Boulogne sitting at the table with us here uh, in the lovely hallway in front of the bathrooms at the uh, New Hampshire Liberty Forum. Gerard, now just to recap your story, make sure I understand it correctly so far, because uh, it's it's just amazing, uh, an amazing example of governmental malfeasance and corruption. 
you uh, live here in New Hampshire. Yes. And you had uh, come across essentially some uh, some malfeasance on the part of elected officials in yes. your area, essentially fu- uh, siphoning off money from a construction fund. A school construction fund. Siphoning project. off millions of dollars, yes. I said. And uh, you had uh, pretty solid evidence of that. When one of these guys started running for county attorney, you came out in opposition to it. Yes. And um, as a direct result of your efforts to oppose him, he lost the election by four votes. Yes. That really ticked them off. Yes. And that's when they started coming after you with yes. death threats. Yes. Um, what happened after that? Well, lots of death threats and lots of hang-up calls. And then I ignored them because I, I knew what they were trying to do, trying to get me to snap. But I, if I were to come forward without any proof that the the county attorney is threatening to kill me or the law officer is I mean, I would have been branded crazy. So, so I you recorded anything. it. So I never said anything for a long time. These, these death threats came on, were going on for months. And you recorded some yeah, of them, I wait, because I we wait, listened to them correct, before the show. Correct, and then and eventually I made the recording of it, his personal messenger coming, uh, coming over to threaten to kill me. Unfortunately, we can't air them on, on the air simply because they're just not airable quality, but nonetheless, we did review them with you before the mm. show, and they, they really are threatening to kill you uh, in these recordings. But now, as a result of you making the recordings, you're facing charges, oh. as I understand it. Initially, they charged me with uh, wiretapping, but I never tapped a wire. I recorded the guy... Uh, on my property, he came on my property, threatening to kill me. This is message. This is just like the Michael Gannon case. I don't know if you're, you're familiar with that, but uh, out of yes, um, in New Hampshire, Nashua, Nashua, yeah. I believe he had a camera system, recorded some bad behavior by some police officers, and they arrested him and charged him with the same felony. What are you looking at as far as jail time for this? Well, they were initially they tried 30 years. They were putting me in jail for the rest of my life. Is the case done? Or what happened there? The uh, of six prosecutors assigned to the case. Uh, uh, six of them. Six the different te- ones. Six or different all at the ones. Same time? No, six different ones. Okay. Uh, all have either refused to prosecute, uh, dropped all the charges, or defaulted a total of seven times in the past uh, year and a half, two years. Where does it sit now? The case? Right now, my trial is set for June fourth. So they've brought charges again, again against you. The case was dismissed with prejudice by a judge. After the state failed to appear. Meaning they can't charge you again. Correct. That's but they the, did. The recording says that on the recording, the court records, uh, the voice recordings, the judge dismissed it with prejudice. On that same day, the notice went out that the case was not dismissed with prejudice. So they falsify in court records in order to make me spin my wheels some more. So now they're charging you <clears throat> with recording somebody who threatened to kill you, right? Correct. Correct. Uh, is, this, is this the craziest thing you've ever heard? I yes, mean, this they is should nuts. be they should be reco- they should be charging the person who threatened to kill you, and not have you they for recording him? it. No, the, the, in the, on that CD you'll see in there that they uh, asked him. They had an interview. Did you do it? He said no. That's it. And then they asked. Wow. The, so your evidence is inadmissible because it was uh, a violation of the law as course, far as, as they see it. But it's not. It was perfectly legal because there's another statute that says you have the right to use deadly force against somebody threatening arson. On those recordings, the one you didn't hear, there were four of them, uh, he threatens arson. Mm. And the statute is very clear. So um, because you can use deadly force, you can record them? Is that what well, you're saying? According to the court, according to the law, yeah. I could have recorded him and shot him dead, and that would have been okay because I had the recordings to prove that he's threatening arson. I see. That would have been legal. But you're not that kind of guy. I'm <laughs> not the kind of guy. Right. So, I did show up at the meeting, though. It was in a rural uh, secluded area with a firearm as a backup to my tape recorder. Wow. And I used the tape recorder. So what you're saying here is they're charging you again, and they keep recharging you just running, to make it so yeah, you correct. run out of money. Basically. Correct. That's it. And I, I'm rep- representing myself because I can't afford that much. Uh, I do have a libertarian attorney mm-hmm. who's uh, guiding me through the process, make sure I don't uh, shoot myself. So what's coming next? you have a court date? 
There's a court date, uh, June 4th, a uh, trial date, but I don't think it's going to come to that because... Uh, uh, what do you the think motions, they're going to do? Well, the motions we're filing now, you'll see our latest motion on its CD, and uh, uh, they they can't win. They can't win because uh, the transcripts are allowed. Even if they don't let me play the recordings, the transcripts are allowed hmm. because the state police put a transcript in there. This so, sounds like it just is going to be an explosive case, and what I hope you'll do is uh, get back in touch with us as uh, the trial date. I'll keep you posted. Yeah, keep, keep us up to date. Send in an email, and Gerard, uh, thank you for coming on the show. We really appreciate you. Uh, you yeah, there's our grab our uh, bumper sticker and take that with you. Get in touch with us and keep yeah. us up to date. Keep us in the loop on this. We really well, appreciate it. I, I'd like uh, help from people out there who have experienced this or some financial help. How can they get in touch with uh, you? Bluestone25 at Adelphia. Dot net. That's Bluestone25 at Adelphia.net. That will yep. get you in touch with Gerard, Gerard Boulogne. He's facing some serious malfeasance and uh, very nasty behavior on the part of uh, New Hampshire government, so-called Thank officials. Gerard, enjoy the rest of your night and enjoy the convention. Thank, Thank you, you very much. By. Thank you for having me. Thank We're going to make room now for a candidate for president for the Libertarian Party. He's, uh, he's based out of Worcester, Massachusetts. His name is George Phillies. And uh, now, you're not actually, George the Libertarian Party candidate for president at this point, correct? That's correct. I'm running for the nomination, and there are several of us running. Now, why is it that um, you should be the uh, nominated uh, presidential candidate? I have the large campaign organization. I'm doing the fundraising, and I'm going to deliver the best campaign that libertarians can get. We're going to talk about serious issues, Iraq, civil liberties, environment, education. We're going to work on volunteer support. Something hasn't been done in a long time, so we leave the party stronger afterwards than it is now. Are you concerned that uh, with all the excitement about Ron Paul that your candidacy is going to be lost in uh, in the shuffle? Ron Paul is running for the Republican nomination. He is, mm-hmm. but I can tell you right now there are going to be a lot of libertarians that are going to have a tough time supporting the libertarian candidate if Ron Paul gets that. He is highly unlikely to get it, let's be realistic. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. We'll see, I suppose. That's true. And in addition, you cannot su- support liberty by voting for a Republican. Because, yeah, you have a nice guy as the Republican president, and he will drag with him the Cornyns and the Frists and the delays and all up into the Congress, and you will have a Republican Congress, and that is not good for liberty, no matter how nice your president candidate is. So you're saying that voting for Ron Paul won't advance freedom? It will. You cannot advance freedom by voting for a Republican at this time. Not when he's bring his he'll have coattails. George, what's your campaign website? Phillies2008.com. Thank you for coming on the show. We really appreciate having you on here. And good luck with the uh, the campaign. If you do be, uh, get the nod for the nomination, we'll definitely have you back. Thank you Thank very you, sir. much. We appreciate it. 800-259-9231 is the toll-free number. We're live from the New Hampshire Liberty Forum, and we're back with more in moments. This is Free Talk Live, your show, the live Saturday edition. You can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number, 800-259-9231. That is the packet 8.net toll-free line for you, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We've got live streams. There's a broadband version of the show there and a dial-up version as well, and they are both totally free, though I must say uh, the Internet connection at the hotel is swamped. 
with people on their laptops and mm-hmm. that sort of thing. So it's severely restricting our ability to do our normal streaming. The dial-up stream is not active tonight. The broadband stream has been cut back in quality. Uh, so we're, in fact, I've seen it drop out a couple of times so far during the show. So if you're listening on the internet, do accept our apologies. If you can't get the show, uh, if it's unacceptable live, then uh, just wait, and we'll get that podcast up later on. Which will be the same normal quality. Yes, it will. Uh, so we're here at the New Hampshire Liberty Forum. It is such an exciting event, Mark. I've loved I mean, it. It's I've tremendous. Had, I, I've, busy, I've been busy all day meeting people, and I, there's, there's hundreds of people here. I got up bright and early. Of course, we, t- we, uh, covered it la- we covered what happened yesterday on yesterday's show. There was so much to do. Michael Badnarik speaking yesterday. Our friend Jim Babka was here. Also, our friend Gardner Goldsmith. We had them all on the show yesterday. And uh, Jim had a, a kind of a get-together breakfast this morning for Downsize DC supporters. And so I got up at 6.30. Julia and I got up, and uh, we got out. You were still in bed. Uh, of course I was. And uh, we got up and headed out to Friendly's and had a nice uh, you know, hour-and-a-half-long breakfast with uh, Jim Babka and company, and it was a lot of fun. So there's also, you know, beyond what's going on on the schedule, and the schedule, the official schedule for the event, is packed full of things to do. Right. There's also just sort of spontaneous things going on. You, you hang out with people, and they say, hey, we're going here to do this here in an hour. Oh, sure, I'll hang around with you. I'll tag along. Um, and in fact, I know there's a number of things like that happening here tonight. I haven't after gone the into a, speech. Uh, I haven't gone into a single one of the uh, the the speeches, but I I've been busy just talking to people out in the hallways. Um, I mean, people, there's people milling about and doing all kinds of stuff. And since I mentioned there were a lot of things to do beyond what's on the the traditional schedule here, the official schedule, we had Jack Shimmick on the show yesterday from the Alternatives Expo. Mm-hmm. This is a concurrently running. Like competing, friendly competition, competing expo going on right here in the same hotel, also with a pro-liberty um, theme and a variety of different speakers. And we have one of them here with us right now. Her name is Catherine Albrecht, and she's the author of Spy Chips, How Major Corporations and Government Plan to Track Your Every Move with RFID. Now, of course, we've had, uh, we haven't had Catherine on the show before, but we have definitely talked about RFID here on the program, and a lot of people are really concerned with this, Catherine, and welcome to Free Talk Live. How are you this evening? Hey, it's great to be here. I'm having a blast at this event. Excellent. So are we. And uh, so a lot of people are concerned about RFID. Why are they so concerned? What's, what's the issue here? Well, first you have to understand what RFID is, and it's radio frequency identification technology. It's tiny computer chips, in some cases the size of a speck of dust, that can be hooked up to antennas and transmit information using radio waves. Uh, The reason people are so concerned about this is because we have actually uncovered uh, information from some major corporations as to how they plan to use this to spy on people, essentially to use RFID tags hidden in people's shoes, embedded in the labels of their clothing, embedded between the layers of cardboard and paperback books, literally Mm -hmm. any kind of product that you can put one into, and use them uh, to track people. Now, when you say spying on them, um, these major corporations, are they like... uh Doing like the the supermarkets do with those cards that they make you give for discounts. I mean, are they um, getting your information and just wondering what you're purchasing? What what kind of spying are these corporations doing? Well, let me give you an example. Uh, IBM has patented something called the Person Tracking Unit, and this is their their term, not ours. The Person I, no, I Tracking like Unit. Yeah, no, we <laughs> we didn't like it either. The Person Tracking Unit is an RFID reader that can be placed in a wall, in a doorway, in mm-hmm. floors, ceiling mm-hmm. tiles, really anywhere, and they would be able to pick up the RFID numbers and code in your belongings. So the, the idea down the road is that these would replace the barcode and there would be one embedded in every consumer product. So right. in your shoes, your underwear, your you now, name it. We've touched on that before on Free Talk Live and we've talked about it and I don't see really 
as and I'm I'm all for privacy. I really am. And I what my concern is is getting these these things in the hands of government. I think that that's where the real danger lies. Well, because I don't care if uh, Walmart knows what products I'm buying. That that doesn't bother me. It, if I've got some products in my cart, uh, the RFID chips could make it so they could check out, you know, scan the cart all at once and make uh, the checkout lanes go faster. There are a lot of neat industrial sort of uses for RFID that aren't dangerous or scary at all. For instance, they're being used in warehouses for inventory purposes where they can they can essentially monitor the inventory in the warehouse in, in one fell swoop. They know if there's any sort of shrinkage that is lost, people carrying boxes out of the warehouse, that sort of thing. So like any technology, it seems to me to be a double-edged sword. Like well, there's some no, really positive things that can come to, from this. Nobody's objecting to the use of RFID in warehouses. Where the problem comes up, if you look at what they want to do with the person tracking unit, when Walmart puts that tag on something that you've bought and now you wear it out of the store, mm-hmm. they actually envision placing these oh, these person tracking units in museums, libraries, sports arenas, restrooms, elevators, and public spaces everywhere. And what, would th- what good would that do? Well, IBM do? actually gives two reasons for that. One of them is for marketing purposes, and they suggest looking in a woman's closed purse, and the reason you can do that is because radio waves travel right through the things sure, we rely sure. on to protect our privacy. And if she's carrying a baby bottle in her closed purse, then you could market her, you could spam her with other baby items. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, you could say that's obnoxious. I think it's obnoxious. I think it's a violation of my privacy. But when we get into the stuff that would make you keep you know keep you up at night it's IBM also suggests putting this information into the hands of the government so that they can mm-hmm. use RFID tags to track people uh, see where they go who they hang out with how long they spend in certain places that's just bad and, news yeah, uh, absolutely. as far as I'm concerned and that needs to be opposed and of course if we oppose government uh, control in general then uh, that's that'll be covered um, and as far as the baby bottle issue I feel like uh, if we leave it up to the marketplace if there's a, enough of a consumer demand for protection from these devices, then we're going to have companies out there releasing uh, things that will essentially deactivate the RFID tags. Is that a possibility? Well, the problem that you have is that if if someone wants to hide an RFID tag in something you buy, they can hide it invisibly. Philips Electronics, for example, has developed a way to make an RFID thread that could be woven into your shoe and put readers in the floor, and you'd never know it was there. You can't actually scan a a piece of uh, product and determine whether or not there's an an RFID tag in there, that it won't reflect the, uh, the signal uh, unfortunately not. You have to know the frequency it's operating at, and you also have to know the protocol that it's using as, as a communication tool. Well, then how would the, the readers know all of the frequencies and protocols of all the millions and billions of products out there? Well, if it replaces the barcode, then they'd all be operating on what's called the EPC or Electronic Product Code Protocol. And at that point, you could have an EPC-based reader, which now costs about 2000 bucks. But yeah. Presuming, though, that there's enough demand for these products, that, that cost will come down, and they might actually be able to make it so you can have a handheld scanner to protect your privacy. Absolutely. And in fact, uh, Accenture, the, the, the big uh, consulting firm, has actually talked about putting RFID readers into cell phones. The idea is that you would have a cell phone, you would aim the cell phone at a product and be able to get information check about it, out. it. Yeah, exactly. So I see, again, once again, a double, uh, double-edged sword. Very, there can be very beneficial things that can come from this and some very scary totalitarian freaky uh, government control things that could come from this. Well, absolutely, and that's why we wrote the book. We actually reviewed over 30,000 documents. We traveled around the country, or actually around the world, uh, going to these conferences. We've spoken to people developing this. Uh, technology. I, I've been working on this since 2002 before anybody even heard about the. And I, I'm system. really glad that you're paying attention to this and you're keeping uh, keeping up on uh, on what's going on here because it is definitely something that that we need to pay attention to and we need to know what's going on with. Well, I've I've heard her um, you know, on a couple of radio shows myself, so I know she's making the circuit. She's but she's working hard. 
Well, and Absolutely. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you this. Um, one thing I think that makes us different as an advocacy organization, the, the Caspian Group that I run with 15,000 members across the country, is that uh, we, we, we are working on libertarian free market-based solutions. So we're looking for... So you're for, not asking looking, for legislation then? There's one place where I think legislation is appropriate, and this is very carefully thought through libertarian legislation, and that is I think that if someone sells me a pair of shoes that I think I'm paying $75 for a pair of running shoes, mm -hmm. and someone else thinks that they're selling me a tracking device, then they've essentially committed fraud. I see where you're coming so from. So I believe that for the free market to function effectively, people have to have all of the information to make informed decisions. And if people like RFID, more power to them. Let them buy it and let that side of the market prevail. If people don't like it, let them know it's there and they'll choose not to buy it. Catherine, you mentioned Caspian. That's your organization. Uh, how do people get in touch with you or Caspian on the Internet? They can find more information on uh, RFID and our efforts at spychips.com. That's, that's easy. S-P-Y-C-H-I-P-S.com. And your book is available through Laissez-Faire Books. Well, it absolutely is. That's one of our sponsors. So there we that's go. perfect. Yeah. Catherine, thank you for coming on the show. We thank appreciate you. having you here and enjoy the rest of the convention. I know uh, Ron Paul's going to be coming uh, tomorrow for a speech, and we're going to talk more about that. And uh, your call's on the way at 800-259-9231. That is the packet 8.net toll-free line for you. 1-800-259-9231. More on the way live from the first annual New Hampshire Liberty Forum. This is Free Talk Live. It is a live Saturday edition. As always, we'll take your calls about whatever's on your mind if you dial in toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. That is the packet 8.net toll-free line for you, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us, of course, on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are completely free, though we do ask that you voluntarily support the show by voting for us. Head over to vote.freetalklive.com. Cast your vote for the show. We've had a record number of votes this month, which is good news. The bad news is... It hasn't quite been enough to keep us at number one. We've been sort of uh, jockeying for first place back and forth between the number one, uh, between uh, first and second place with the Harry Potter podcast. And uh, so we need your help to be number one, to continue to be number one for the remainder of the month. What we, what we need you to do, and how far behind are we, Mark? 20, 20 votes. We've dropped even further since last night. So we mm -hmm. need you to go to vote.freetalklive.com. Ask some of your friends to do the same. That's vote freetalklive.com and it takes you just a minute. All you need is your email address. It will not be sold or spammed. Uh, it's just a great way to help Free Talk Live stay on the top of the charts and thereby have more people find the show and thereby have more people find the message of freedom and liberty. So if that's valuable to you, vote.freetalklive.com. We're broadcasting live from the Alternatives Expo, or excuse me, the, not the Alternatives Expo, I'm <laughs> reading my sheets, the, the New Hampshire Liberty Forum. The Alternatives Expo is going on here, but we're outside of the, uh, the main ballroom where John Stossel is, I believe, preparing to begin giving his keynote speech. This is the centerpiece of the entire event yeah. all weekend long. John Stossel from ABC's 2020, in case you don't know who he is, he's the, guy, he's the man who replaced Hugh Downs, essentially, on uh, 2020. Just an incredible uh, libertarian personality, somebody who's um, uh, very busy putting the liberty, pro-freedom, pro-liberty message out to a nationwide television audience, and he does a fantastic job of it. We're going to hope uh, to grab him and get him on the air here, um, hopefully in a little while. Earlier today, though, there was a lot going on, uh, lots of things to do and see, and so many uh, to choose from. It was difficult. 
think the most difficult part was uh, the Second Amendment panel right across from Jack Cole. There's at, at conventions. If you've never been to a convention before, there's frequently uh, different panels concurrently running. So you have to make a choice as to what you want to go and see and do. And uh, you know, I had a tough time deciding. Did, did I want to go to the Second Amendment panel or did I want to go see Jack Cole speak about ending drug prohibition? So which one did you go to? I chose Jack Cole, even though I'd seen him in the past. He's just that good. He's very good. Uh, he's just that entertaining of a speaker, and he's so knowledgeable. A former law enforcement officer, of course, we've had him on the show here. 35 years. Yeah, 35, 37 years, something like that, um, in law enforcement. The vast majority of those years on the drug squad, of busting people, throwing them in jail cells for smoking a joint. and uh, now, whatever. And now he regrets it. He's formed Law Enforcement Against Prohibition, which has uh, grown tremendously in the past uh, several years. It's only been in existence since 2002, I believe. Thousands of members. and Over 7,000 members, yeah, I believe. Many of them uh, law enforcement officers themselves. That's correct. Uh, many of them former Leos, uh, current Leos. And uh, so hopefully we'll be able to spot Jack and pull him aside. Rob Campio was speaking earlier today from the Marijuana Policy Project, and he did a, a very entertaining speech. Did you see either one of those, Mark? Or what I did not. I was, uh, I was out here uh, manning the Free Talk Live booth Were you really? the whole day. Yeah, just meeting people, listeners, uh, love the show, and... Handing out bumper stickers. You know, it's just incredible the number of attendees here at the conference that are also Free Talk Live listeners. Oh, yeah. And also a number of people have sort of caught the buzz while they've been here, and they've come up and said, you know, I've never listened to your show, but I've heard so much about it now at this point, I'm going to give it a try. And so that's really exciting. And there have been two things that have happened so far over the weekend, and it's just been an incredible weekend. But there have been two things that, for me, have just been surreal. The first one was yesterday, as we were wrapping up the show, everybody was sort of piling out from Michael Badnarik's speech, and they were milling around in the hallways, and just networking, and hanging out. And And listening to the show. And talking, and there was a number of people sort of just kind of gathered around, talking with one another, and sort of listening to Free Talk Live. And as we finished up the program, our our radio listeners probably didn't hear this, because it started during the... we, We finished the program, and then immediately afterwards, there was this... Tremendous round of applause that yeah. came up from the people that standing around. That never happens. Out. That that has never happened before, and it was very, uh, very strange, <laughs> and uh, very, uh, very, very cool at the same time. Mm-hmm. I really, uh, really appreciated that, and it was just kind of stunning. I, I was, I was a little bit stunned by that. And then it happened. Uh, something similar happened today, where I was on the broadcast media panel again. One of these just surreal moments uh, from the New Hampshire Liberty Forum for us in, on Free Talk Live. That was me uh, sitting next to Gardner Goldsmith, mm-hmm. our friend who uh, comes on uh, frequently on the show. And uh, there were a couple other guys um, from the TV world. Right. And so it was like the radio guys on one side, the TV guys on the other. And, of course, I've got a little bit of television experience as well. So we talked uh, for about for over an hour answering questions from the audience uh, on a variety of broadcast-related issues. There were a lot of great questions from the audience in regards to, you know, how do you get involved how do you uh, get new listeners? How do you get new viewers on board? So we covered a, a lot of bases mm-hmm. on that, which was really cool. And then there was one part, somebody asked a question about uh, how do you help promote your show? How do you help, how can we help your show? And of course, gave me the perfect opportunity to talk about the Free Talk Live Amplifier program, which we'll touch on later tonight. But I asked the question of the audience, which was a fairly, it was a fairly full room um, watching the panel. I asked the question, well, how many of you guys are Free Talk Live amplifiers? Please raise your hands. And I, I was stunned when I would estimate it at about uh, 70%. Would you say 70%, Gordana? You were there, 60%, 70% of the room uh, raised their hands as being Free Talk Live amplifiers. It was just, uh, once again, just a totally surreal moment for me. I mean, I, I was so honored by that. It's incredible. Know, our amplifiers are dedicated to the show, and it, 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 it's great to have them. 
So we're here doing uh, the New Hampshire Liberty Forum, the very first one ever, and I have to say, we, we haven't had the actual organizers on yet. That's what we should do. We need to pull uh, Dennis or Irina aside and get them on the show here tonight because it seems to me like it's been an unqualified success, wouldn't you oh, say? Uh, yeah, and some. I think, that, I think that people are surprised at how successful it is. Um, everybody here is walking around with smiles on their faces. I haven't heard one person grump about anything. So, yeah, absolutely. Unqualified success. It's just been awesome uh, meeting people, saying, uh, saying hi, hanging out. Uh, the book signing by John Stossel, he was uh, signing his books earlier. The line for that was tremendous. Uh, the amount of people just filtering in here, incredible. Everybody's inside the main ballroom right now waiting for John to begin his speech. I spotted him earlier. I said hello to him. Mm-hmm. He was friendly, which is a good sign. Uh, he didn't look like he knew who I was, even though he's mentioned us in his newsletter, which right. is kind of nice. And so we're going to try oh, to get him on the know show. Our faces? We're going to try to get him on the show here uh, in a little while. 1-800-259-9231. It is still the live Saturday edition, and we can take your calls, even though we're live on uh, on the scene here. Mm-hmm. So don't hesitate to call in and bring up whatever's on your mind. Coming up tomorrow, I don't know if there's going to be a one-day pass available t- for tomorrow. I don't know if it would be worth buying a one-day pass for just morning events, essentially. But if you're in the area, swing on by. You might just be able to sort of sneak in, and uh, you'll get to see... The Moving the Libertarian Agenda that's going on in the morning between Bill Westmiller and Michael Badnarik. Now, this is something you know about, Mark. What's this going to be? This is a cage match between <laughs> between um, basically uh, uh, the gentleman who was for the former Libertarian Party candidate for president in 2004 and the president of the Republican Liberty Caucus. Bill Westmiller, who Bill we had on the show last night. Absolutely. These two gentlemen um, believe the same things. They're, uh, they believe in freedom and liberty. Bill Westmiller was a former Libertarian... Um, party. Uh, he, he helped found the Libertarian Party, party of Canada, Canada right? And uh, so, what they're going to debate is the the merits of, you know, a third party versus infiltrating and uh, you know bringing our ideas to the Republican Party. So yeah, and I think that's going to be uh, quite a uh, firebrand, a, a contra- controversial I think thing it's to a great watch. Idea. And it's going to be early in the morning, so you're going to have to wake up this time. I will Mark. be up. Uh, also, after I wouldn't that, miss this for the world. It, concurrently to that is the Made the Move panel, which I think is going to be kind of interesting. That's going to be another tough choice because uh, the, the stories from the people that have moved here um, early as part of the Free State Project, and we haven't even touched on the Free State Project yet tonight. It's a movement of 20,000 liberty-oriented individuals all coming to New Hampshire, moving to New Hampshire, uprooting their lives from wherever they live, uh, from around the world. There mm-hmm. are international members of this organization. These people are all coming together moving to New Hampshire but they the original concept was that everyone was supposed to wait until the 20,000 mark was reached and then there was going to be a 5 year period where everyone was going to move up well what turned out was what happened was that a bunch of people jumped the gun and said screw this I'm not waiting right we're coming now because liberty's so important we've got to do something as soon as possible we're among that group we are. We're one of the first 200 movers, as right. a matter of fact. And at this point, there have been 190 people that have moved way early. And what's going to be happening tomorrow, the Made the Move panel, is there are going to be a number of those people who have moved early that I guess are going to be talking about their experiences and actually coming up at being one of the early movers. Some people, I met this guy last night who said he had just arrived here in New Hampshire yesterday, came in on an airplane, he has no money. <laughs> He has no place to live. He doesn't have a car. Like, he's got a little bit of money. He's got enough money to live in a hotel for the next three or four days. Mm. And I said, you know, I mean, that's rolling the dice. There's jobs available. There's work available. But, man, you're not going to get your first paycheck for two uh, two weeks out. 
I said, you know what you should do? You should just network around over at nhfree.com, talk to some of the people here at the convention, and see if somebody will help you out. Because I'd hate to see somebody come here and then have to go back home like that. But there have been some amazing success stories. Like, people have really come here with virtually nothing, gotten a job right away, and settled right in, and they were concerned about things, and it turned out that it worked for them. So I'm, I'm guessing there are going to be some cool stories like that on the Made the Move panel uh, for tomorrow. 800-259-9231 is our toll-free number. It is the live Saturday edition of Free Talk Live, and anything goes as always. Hour number two is on the way. This is your show, Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. We're kicking off hour number two of the live Saturday edition of the program. You can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number, 800-259-9231. That is the packet 8.net toll-free line for you. 1-800-259-9231. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. And uh, joining you from the New Hampshire Liberty Forum, the very first ever. Right here in Concord, New Hampshire, the Holiday Inn on Main Street. We've been here all weekend long. We're going to stay here all the way through, uh, what do you, what? Uh, well, it's, you hear the clapping? That, that means that uh, John Stossel's going on the stage right now. That's right. ABC's, uh, ABC News' John Stossel giving the keynote speech. We've been here all weekend long. It's been just a fantastic event. Still hoping to see you out here if you've yet to come by, though a bunch of our listeners have, uh, which has just been awesome, meeting so many of our listeners, so many of our supporters, and uh, recruiting new ones as well, and giving out a whole bunch of Free Talk Live bumper stickers. Uh, the, the, the session continues, uh, the convention continues all the way through tomorrow around noon, so again, still a little bit of time for you to come out here, see presentations by Ron, Paul, Bill Westmiller, Michael Badnarik, the Made the Move panel as well. Made the Move panel, of course, is a panel of people who've, uh, who, who are early movers, uh, to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project, an organization dedicated to bringing as many liberty-loving people as possible all to the same state. And in fact, we have uh, a Free State Project member sitting here with us right now. His name is Mike Laurie. Mike, you're on Free Talk Live here with me. Hey, guys. Hey, uh, it's good to have you here. Now, are, are you an early mover, or are you somebody that's I, always been here? I've, I, well, I've always been here for the most part. I went away for a few years in the 90s and came back and... So then you were a Free State Project member who happened to already be in New Hampshire when New Hampshire was chosen. Yes, and, I, and once uh, we, once we, I got into the Free State Project early on and uh, was really big on promoting New Hampshire because it's really been, as the vote showed, with, this is the freest state in the country. And, and even after all the twists and turns since 2001, it still remains that way. And we're seeing a lot of success with the people that have already moved. A lot of progress already. On it's been incredible, hasn't it? Yes, it has. And and uh, now you've been to the pork fests, which is sort of the informal um, camping style get-togethers that have been going on for the past two or three years with the Free State Project. Yeah, about three years. Yeah. Now this is completely different from pork fest. Uh, this is more of a convention style atmosphere. Mm-hmm. There's people in suits here, but to be but to be fair, there there are people in uh, just jeans and a shirt. There, there's uh, people in suits I would never imagine would be in a suit. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I think it's, it's I think it's great. But as, as uh, somebody who's been in uh, the movement for a while, what's your uh, interpretation? Interpretation of this event over this weekend. How, how is it impressive to you? It, it, very impressive. They're very energetic. I mean, I was vice chair of the LPNH uh, for a year and, and been involved in the state party. And you know, we've had conventions where we've had a lot of involvement from free staters coming in, but this has just been taking things to a whole new level. The amount of energy and, and enthusiasm for things going on—it's really starting to catch on. Right. And, there and are certain turn fire. There are certain things that'll happen at an event like a pork fest where everybody's hanging out at a campground, and there are speakers there, but. I don't think you can get John Stossel to come to Porkfest. I don't know. No, no, we've had we had Benaric here, and and I think uh, some of the other uh, notable uh, libertarians are there. But uh, getting Stossel up 
has just been great. I, I met him two years ago in Florida and, and uh, asked him then what he thought of the Free State Project, and he was just gushing about it as really? the best idea he had ever heard of. So that was two years ago. That would have been after New Hampshire was chosen. Uh, yes, it was. Okay. Yep. I was down there uh, working on a business with another Free Stater, and uh, he was speaking uh, at a uh, presentation by some uh, college Republicans. And uh, the, I, in the question and answer session, I got up to uh, ask him what he thought, and he was just going nuts about it. And, and another person that said, well, would you move there? And he says, yeah, I'm planning on retiring there. It's a good that idea. That is fantastic. Awesome. 800-259-9231 is the toll-free number. Now, Mike, you actually stopped by to, to chat about Second Life, didn't you? Yeah, we've, I've uh, called in before from uh, the Give Me Liberty Bar in Second Life to uh, the show. and, and It's uh, actually been a little while since we've had a call come in from someone who's been in Second Life. And, of course, just to, just to uh, recap for a listener that might not know, what is Second Life? Second Life is a virtual reality world, kind of like if, you, if the web is a 2D environment, this is a 3D environment where you are in there and you have an avatar. There's Which is like a little uh, computer person of yourself yes, kind of thing. Yes, yes. And, you know, you're traveling around. You can explore. There's all kinds of businesses and, and you know, there's clubs. There's all kinds of things that can be done. You can build anything you can imagine that's possible to build or to script or to even things that are impossible to build in, in real life. In real life, yes. Right. You know, for example, um, I've since that time when when last time I had talked to you guys from Inside Second Life, I've become a bit of a, a real estate mogul. Really? And uh, uh, actually, I've got about 13 sims now. A sim is 65,000 square meters okay. of virtual real estate, and so I've been subdividing and selling that off and turning this into a business um, and uh, another uh, one project that I'm doing in there is we've got uh, the world the quote unquote world stock exchange which is uh, the world being the, the world, world of, of second, life. second life as huh. uh, uh, that had opened up on the mainland in December this uh, isn't play money, by the way. You get, you actually take real yeah. U.S. dollars and you put well, as real as they are. You take U.S. dollars and you put them in to the game, essentially. It, well, you're and buying. It's converted yeah. to what they call Lin, is it Linden dollars? Yeah, Linden dollars. And uh, so they're currently the conversion rate's about two seventy to the to the U.S. dollar. Two seventy to one. Yeah. So you get a lot of Linden dollars for one. You get a US lot dollar. of Linden dollars. It's hard to make. is not two point uh, two dollars and seventy cents. It's two hundred and seventy. Two hundred and seventy dollars okay. to one dollar. So that's hard to make yourself a, a, a rich man uh, doing business in Second Life. But isn't it true that some people have actually yeah, there's a, there's made a, a living? A woman whose avatar name is Anne Shea Chung. Uh, she's a, a Chinese immigrant to Germany. Um, she and her husband have business. She was a school teacher uh, three years ago. And in that time since then, she started out with a one-month membership. Mm-hmm. And uh, she started... Uh, Dancing in a club, and then she's since then she's built in her, Second Life. In Second Life, and since then she's built a business where she her assets in world are worth over a million U.S. dollars. Wow! Wow! That, she, is that like the biggest success story out of Second that's, Life? She's been on the cover of Time magazine. How and does she cash that in? Well, there are currency exchanges. There's one that's owned by Linden Labs, which owns Second Life. Mm-hmm. But there are several uh, independent currency exchanges. Competition. So just like any sort of currency exchange that's in the real world, you can take your Linden dollars there and buy U.S. dollars because there's also people coming in world that want to 
bring in they U.S. Want dollars too. and they, they want to buy Linden. So it's, you know, you let the supply and demand uh, dictate what uh, your exchange rate's going to be. It's a fascinating world, and you and I, Mark, have both logged in. We've mm-hmm. created our own avatar, uh, avatars. We found the, uh, the, the Gimme Liberty Bar, which is essentially a sort of a pro-liberty area for w- intended for Free State Project members, I think, but yes. also interested parties as well. It's open to anybody to come in, and I believe they stream Free Talk Live in there. Yes, we do, on a nightly basis, and... Uh, they, the Gimme Liberty Bar used to be on what's called the mainland, which is all the, the linen lab controlled areas. Mm-hmm. But uh, in the, the last month, they've moved up to, to my estate and into a sim, which I named after Jason Sorens, who's the founder of the Free State Project. Nice. And uh, all of my sims I've named after uh, libertarians that I admire. Very and, cool. And so there's, you can come into Second Life and you can buy some land and have a house in Rothbard, a house <laughs> in Ruart, a house in Hayek, a house Very in cool. Stevenson or Friedman so, or Nolan or Bednarik. How is it, Mike, that uh, Second Life is tying into the New Hampshire Liberty Forum this weekend? Well, we did a few presentations uh, last night, and we also have a fellow, uh, uh, Matt Fitzgibbons, who's a musician who uh, composed a, a CD full of uh, uh, pro-liberty music that uh, we did a debut uh concert last night at my Black Sun nightclub. How's the attendance been? The, the attendance was uh, kind of small because we got, it was basically a trial concert last night. Mm-hmm. We're going to be doing the uh, full-fledged one this evening at 9, 9 p.m., which is uh, 6 p.m. Uh, so SL time. Now, how does somebody who downloads Second Life actually find the Gimme Liberty Bar? Because it's such an expansive world. There's so well, much there. It, once you're in world, you, there's a search button at the bottom of your window. You hit that, and you can uh, search for uh, "Gimme Liberty," or you can just go to your map button and you can enter in Sorens in the sim field, and you'll find where that sim is. So you can go to SecondLife.com to actually download and install it. It's in, yeah. it's free to actually it's get on. Free board. to get on. You can uh, get a basic membership for no cost. And I believe it's, there's also a website for Give Me Liberty, isn't there? It's Give Me Liberty. Uh, give, yeah, Give Me Liberty. dot com. And, and uh, isn't there? Aren't there? Isn't there a way to actually link to the bar from the website? Yes, somewhere? there's a. There are links that are called slurls. S L U R Ls. Second Life URLs. Yes, and so you click on that on somebody's website that's put that link there. So at nine o'clock tonight. There's going to be a concert in the midst of uh, the Give Me Liberty Bar. It's actually it's going to be at the Black Sun Nightclub. Oh, because Free Talk Live will be streaming at the Give Me, yes, Give it me will. Liberty Bar. Very cool. Mike uh, Laurie from the Free State Project in a Free Stater here in New Hampshire. Thanks for joining us on sure Free Talk Live tonight. We appreciate yeah. it, and uh, good luck with the show tonight right, in Second Life. More on the way of our show, Free Talk Live, and your calls about whatever's on your mind at 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, the live Saturday edition. You can call in toll-free if you'd like at 800-259-9231. We'll take your calls about anything, as we always do on this, the live Saturday edition. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. The Packet8.net toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. As always, it is the usual show. It's just being produced on a specific location, and that location is the New Hampshire Liberty Forum in Concord, New Hampshire, at the Holiday Inn. We're sitting outside right now the ballroom where John Stossel is in the midst of giving his uh, his keynote address entitled The Enemies of Liberty. Unfortunately, we don't get to see it because we have a radio show to do, but there are uh, probably a couple hundred people in there right now uh, enjoying that speech, and hopefully somebody will come out here, maybe John himself, and give us the executive summary of what happened. And actually, someone has uh, taken the time to leave 
the John Stossel speech to come out here and talk to us, believe mm -hmm. it or not, which is uh, definitely worth, uh, worthy of talking to somebody who's going to do that. Uh, we'll get to him here in a moment. But first, do you have a child in your life? Be they son, daughter, or sibling, give them financial literacy. A Kid's Journey to Getting Rich by Jewel Thornton teaches a uh, child the basics of finance, money management, and real estate investment. School doesn't teach kids about money. Only their loved ones can do that. Give your special child a kid's journey to getting rich. Order it at akidsjourney.com or call 1-800-657-5066. That's akidsjourney.com, 800-657-5066. That probably strikes close to your heart, Alan Schaefer, the uh, president of the Alliance for Separation of School and State. I mean, one of the things that I learned in government schools was how to write a check, and that's about it. As far as money and finances are concerned, that's about that's all they teach in government schools, and so one that's just one of the myriad of reasons I'm sure uh, to to get the government out of education. It, they're really ruining it for our kids, aren't they? I, I think what they've taught is how to write a bigger check. Yeah, I, I like your advertisement because if only a family can give you so much of this. Absolutely. So the Alliance for School and State, um, what's it all about? The Alliance for the Separation of School and State stands for the principle that government is the wrong institution to run the schools. Essentially, our proclamation for the separation of school and state states that I favor ending government involvement in education. It's a pretty radical statement, but the importance of it is that if we understand the mechanism of social control that is represented by government school, and if we understand its history and purpose, that we should flee from it. Absolutely. Any way to separate ourselves from it. Let's go. Let's look at the history first, and then the purpose, because we've talked about this before on Free Talk Live, and it's several a, times. It's just a uh, a really scary, um, despicable history and purpose. Where yeah. did it start? Who started it? What are some of the things they said about uh, government schooling? Uh, there's a long pedigree in history, and, and you can look at the Prussian system and see some of the most scary purposes and histories of the philosophical idea. And you have to understand that at the time, the late 1700s, early 1800s, um, if you wanted to be anybody in the educational arena, you got your education in Germany and so and in, or in Prussia. And so they held a fascination for the intellectuals at the time. This came uh, to our shores in the form of elites that wanted to gain control. The, the most classic uh, personality that can represent this is Horace Mann, um, who's who latched onto this idea in order to, with a very laudable goal, of, of emptying the prisons and jails and causing a better society by taking control of education and making it mandatory for all children. Hmm. That was the beginning of our problems. Well, the road to hell is paved with good intentions, so they say. You've got that. And so they started this government school system, and as it's turned out, it's been a socialist indoctrination center uh, for young people in America. Not only is it a socialist indoctrination center, but it's also really effective at just dumbing them down. Was it not expected to create essentially two classes of, uh, of people? You've got the elites who are in control of everything and their kids who don't go to government schools. And then you've got all the other kids that are essentially going to government schools to be dumbed down, to essentially be good little workers. Isn't that supposed to be how it works? That was the inception of the idea, and it was, uh, it was championed during the, um, the, the manufacturing industrial revolution and uh, took its cues from that. Now, in some, some sense, a lot of that's outdated, but the basic premise of social control for um, the elites to uh, maintain a populace that is suggestible to your whims, that is dependent maintains itself, and dumbing down serves the purpose of removing people from their roots, from things that they will stand on firmly, and making them dependent on the suggestion of the elites. You know, not only have they been dumbing down kids, but 
Also, what they've succeeded to do, and I don't know if this was the original intention, but what they've succeeded in is pitting interest group against interest group with this silly school board idea. Having government, uh, government in charge of schools means you can only have one size to fit all. You can only have this government-approved school curriculum. And so you've got school boards that have meetings where parents go to to argue with one another right. over should, what the appropriate curriculum should be. Should my um, student be exposed to, um, should my son or daughter be exposed to putting condoms on bananas or not? Or should they be exposed to the Bible or not? And these right. are d- two big issues, just two of them, that uh, parents clash over. And so they, that actually, uh, I think, goes to foster hatred and distrust of, uh, of different people who normally are just people that you do business with and you'd like. But when they start telling you how you should educate your kids or how your kids should be educated, then it gets personal. That's right. And, and these things would vaporize if we did not have a single institution um, over which we were battling. Um, for instance, the issue of of um, evolution. Uh, you have scientists, credible, uh, spending de- dedicating their lives and looking at real data and research, mm-hmm. who are on both sides of the issue. Mm-hmm. Each of them could run their own institution, and I could buy services the one of my choice if sure. I did not have the public school. Instead, we're not only wasting the scientists' time and the students' time, but we're also wasting huge amounts of media time. Huge amounts of public awareness, huge amounts of publication trying to gain or wrestle the stick of control from the other guy to get our paradigm in the system. You know, I've, I've, uh, I've said many times before, if, if these public school systems were such a great idea, why do they have to threaten to take my house away if I don't pay for them? I mean, there's no other business out there. There's no there, any of these private schools. If they if they were such a great thing, why do they have to threaten to take my home away from me if I don't pay for them? Here in the state of New Hampshire, we're facing uh, a change in the mandatory compulsory uh, attendance laws, moving the age uh, at which you are required to be in a school from uh, a maximum of 16 years to 18 years. The premise is that it's good for them. Yeah. <laughs> if it's good for them, why do we have to, to compel them? them? Right. Why do we there's have to a, make them go? There's an inherent flaw in a free society adopting a prison system to accomplish a, to- a, a laudable goal. It's, it's actually a little bit spooky how similar the government schools are to government prisons. I mean, in many cases, not only are they designed by the same architect, but also you've got these uh, buses that are essentially the exact same bus, just with a different color. You, you send the kids to school on a yellow bus, and uh, they might as well put bars on the windows there, because really there's, there are very subtle differences between the two. I have two thoughts, and, and this is very important. That your parallel is beautiful, and it serves as a visual image that's very important for people to understand what's going on. But there are two categories I think are very important for us to look at as well. Mm-hmm. That is that the real prison imprisonment happens in your mind. Sure. It's an institution founded on the idea of subtracting the pursuit of truth from the process. If you're going to teach in common what you believe in common, then you have to exclude things about which we're willing to disagree. Those things, classically, are the things about which we feel most vehemently. Mm. Right. Religious issues, political issues, etc. They cannot intersect in the same place and coexist. Otherwise, they cause an implosion, erosion of the credibility of the system. Alan Schaefer, the president of the Alliance for the Separation of School and State. Do you have a website? We do. www.schoolandstate, all spelled out, .org. I'm sure we'll have you back on the show at some time in the future. Thank you for coming by tonight on Free Talk Live. And enjoy the rest of the convention, Alan. You're welcome. Thank Thank you, you, sir. 800-259-9231, the toll-free number for you to take control of the airwaves. Sam in Texas wants to talk Second Life. Your calls about anything. This is the live Saturday edition of Free Talk Live. (laughs) 
This is Free Talk Live, your show. You take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number, 800-259-9231. That's the packet8.net toll-free line for you. 1-800-259-9231. It is the live Saturday edition, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site there are totally free. That does include the wiki, over a thousand pages created by listeners like you. WIKI.freetalklive.com gets you to it. It's like the listener editable version of our website, wiki. .freetalklive.com. Now you can save time and money on common legal matters. Created by top attorneys, LegalZoom.com helps you create reliable legal documents like your will or a living trust in minutes. LegalZoom.com. Use code FTL to save 10%. LegalZoom.com. By the way, we are broadcasting live from the New Hampshire Liberty Forum, the very first one ever, the second night of an entire weekend chock full of interesting speakers, panels, uh, all kinds of different people here, of all of them of a pro-freedom mindset for the most part. Uh, though uh, Jack Cole was speaking today, and he's not 100% pro-liberty from Law Enforcement Against Prohibition. Nonetheless, he was a very persuasive speaker, very interesting, and uh, w- hopefully we're going to be able to pull him aside a little bit later. I don't know who else we're going to be able to get on this show, because everyone is in, almost everyone, is in the ballroom right now listening to John Stossel give his keynote speech. John Stossel from ABC News right here in this very building. So we'll try to get whoever we can uh, pulled aside when we get a chance. In the meantime, we go to your calls at 800-259-9231. And Sam in Texas, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hello, Sam. Hey, guys. Really envious. I'm wishing I was up there right now. Well, I'm sure there's going to be another one next year, so hopefully you'll be able to make that or uh, or head out to Porkfest 2007 this summer. I'm sure we'll be talking about that sooner rather than later. Definitely be there. Uh, I'm glad you brought up Second Life. I read an article today about something that happened in Second Life that I thought was pretty interesting. Okay. Uh, now, let me just preface it by saying I've been in the game once. I don't really understand it completely and haven't played it and don't know all the ins and outs of how it works. I don't know if I would even qualify it as a game. There's not really a, an objective set for it. There's, It's fun. True. Uh, it's True. not really competitive. It's just a simulation more than, uh, more than anything else, yeah, like a constructive world. Yeah, absolutely. So what happened? So apparently the population has swelled as this site or this uh, scenario has gotten quite popular from... I think around 10,000 to 2 million. And there's a few people that don't like the influx of immigrants to second life. Are you kidding me? No. And these two... uh, There are digital... Wait, wait, wait. There are digital xenophobes? Apparently. Oh, my (laughs) gosh. Because the new people coming in, Ian, they're changing the culture. (laughs) God. And uh, so what they decided to do was build a couple nuclear bombs and set them off near uh, corporations inside of Second Life. And what good is that going to do? I mean, can't you make it? I, th- I believe that you can make it so there are certain protected areas where people can't damage your property, essentially. What, what did they do, the nukes? Yeah, that's what I'm not sure. They, it was set off outside of a shoe store, and I don't know if it like destroyed all the buildings around there or if it just reset some things it's kind of hard to say because huh. again i don't know the ins and outs of the game do you feel like it was like a sort of a hack job or something like that um like they no, they... it was uh it was two older members of the game uh who just decided to build because i guess you can build whatever you want right there and decided to do this and set it off but uh, the reason i'm calling i wanted to bring up a point here 
and you've covered Stefan Mueller's gun in the room with government uh, in that everything comes down to force eventually. Sure. And I think there's kind of a corollary gun in the room with libertarianism in a different way in a truly free market society. How's that? I think things... Okay, say that we were to completely wipe out government. Okay. Ah, uh, my happen. fantasy. <laughs> in that fantasy, though, we would have things happen like people going to a hospital, getting turned away from care, and bleeding to death on the steps out front. Or we would have, I don't know, cars left on the side of the road. Who knows? So things are not going to be perfect right off the bat. No one, ever said, uh, no one ever suggested that not having government would be perfect. It would just be that uh, the free market would be in effect, and uh, that would be the most humane way for man to interact with man. And, and now, about people dying on the steps of hospitals, um, mm -hmm. don't you think that it's uh, – I mean, it, <clears throat> the hospitals provide a certain level of care to people that they know that aren't going to pay now. Why do they do that? I, I thought it was because they were required to do so. Yeah, but do you, can you really require somebody to, um, to, to, to save someone's life? I mean, can you require them to do a good job? No, but you can punish them if they, you know, don't do that. Yeah, but only if you can find them guilty through uh, through having evidence of of, of sure. malpractice and that and that sort of thing. And I'm sure if your practice or if you know anything about medical care, you know how to cut some corners or you know how to accidentally leave a towel in someone's stomach or something like that. I think that um, right. hospitals no, will probably provide care to people that can't afford it anyway. Right, like, that's think, just what they want I, to I do. Think and I don't I see how that's a gun in the room anyway. I, th I think it's a, it's a kind of an absurd suggestion because that's like suggesting that the people that run hospitals are a bunch of uh, jerks and they don't care about people. And I think a lot of the reason why people get into health care is because they care about people and they want to help them. And that's why hospitals, even though they're not mandated to by government, have charity wings in that they ask for contributions from their patients for the hospital charity wing so they can help out people who need that assistance. Right. And I would agree there. I just think the thought of that happening initially scares a lot of people off from uh, libertarian well, sure ideals. We're definitely fighting against people's emotions and illogic. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Very so good. Thanks for the call, say. Sam. 800-259-9231. That's constantly what we're doing uh, in spreading this message. Is as we just got off, uh, we we just got finished up an interview with Alan Schaefer from the Alliance for Separation of School and State, pointing out that we've got a, a government school system that essentially dumbs down society, and they make them more susceptible to emotional issues like this. They, the government school system t teaches Americans that government is good, government is right, government helps, government can save, government is special, and, and, and it's just not true. It's just a dangerous, violent, uh, ugly, ugly organization. Well, Founding Fathers uh, described democracy as ruled by the idiot mob. Did they? Mm-hmm. Well, they were absolutely right on that one. 1-800-259-9231. So we're fighting against uh, this mass ignorance of the American people and people around the world who are also indoctrinated by their governments. And all we have to do is show them as many real-life, tangible examples, concrete examples of man helping man on a voluntary basis without involving the state. All of a sudden, because you involve a violent, a monopolistic, coercive agency, man becomes uh, angelic. Um, all of a sudden, angelic men... Uh, uh, guys that are 100% good all the time are going to be um, attracted to those positions of power? That's absurd.
absurd. You put a position of power out there, and the worst of the worst are going to run for that position. They're going to be the ones that are seeking that power. Power mongers. The politics seems to be about rewarding your friends and punishing your enemies. Let's go to the phones. Talk to Josh in Kentucky. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hello, Josh. Hey, guys. Hey, what's on your mind? Uh, I was just wondering your thoughts on something. Um, it, it dawned on me a few days ago that uh, I'm now a minority. And what I mean is, is like, all my life, I've always been a part of the majority, you know, in, in religion, in my race, and politics. Okay. Before I discovered libertarianism. And uh, now that I'm a libertarian atheist, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm in a hated group that I never thought I'd be in. So I was just wondering, you know, how do you guys feel about being in a minority and uh do you feel like you're in less of a minority like now that you're in new hampshire i was gonna say like-minded people i sure don't feel like i'm in a minority here at this hotel at the new hampshire liberty forum surrounded by people that think similar uh similarly to me but in general no i don't really consider myself part of the minority i don't feel oppressed i don't feel downtrodden i'm just another person and like all other people most other people at least I don't support the use of violence on my other man, uh, on another man or woman. And so I think once you actually manage to successfully nail someone down on the violence issue, you'll find out that most people do agree with that. It's just they haven't figured out how to extrapolate uh, their rejection of violence in their personal life to a rejection of violence in a political way, a rejection of government violence. Josh, thanks for the call. Uh, and, Mark, I want to come back with your thoughts on that here in a moment. 800-259-9231 is the toll-free packet 8.net line. You can take control of the airwaves on this, the live Saturday edition of the program. And we're actually extra live from the New Hampshire Liberty Forum, the first annual. And we'll take your calls about anything as always. 800-259-9231. You take control. This is your show, Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, your show. You take control of the airwaves. Toll-free, 800-259-9231 is the packet 8.net toll-free line for you. Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. There you'll find all sorts of interesting features, and you'll also find out that unlike those other radio talk show hosts, our features are free. And that includes archives, an entire year's worth of the show, right there on the front page of the website for your downloading convenience at freetalklive.com. Now, we're broadcasting the show live tonight from the New Hampshire Liberty Forum in Concord, New Hampshire, on uh, Main Street. We've had uh, just an incredible time so far, and uh, we'll recap that for you coming up in hour number three. In fact, John Stossel right now is in the room behind us giving a keynote address called The Enemies of Freedom. Hopefully someone will come out here, maybe John himself, and recap that for us, get the uh, executive summary, if you will. Uh, Lots on the way here still to do. Of course, take your calls about anything. We just got off the phone with Josh in Kentucky, Mark, and He's one of our younger listeners, so he's recently come to the conclusion that libertarianism's a great idea. He's a pro-freedom kind of guy. He's also apparently an atheist as well. So mm. he's, he was, as he was pointing out, he's now in a minority in that he's a libertarian atheist. So a small minority. He's concerned. He seemed to be concerned about that, and I wanted to see how you felt about it. Yeah, you know, um, I, I am not an atheist, um, but I am a libertarian. But you aren't exactly a. a practicing christian either i'm not i'm kind of angry at christianity in general um but you know i I went to christian school for nine years uh kindergarten through eighth grade and um so uh, you know i I guess i sort of know where he's coming from you know i I, it's it's not even fair to call us minorities um when it when you when you're talking about minorities you think about people that you can spot right off hmm that's a minority 
people, you know, I can blend into society. I'm, you know, your average white guy, and I wear, you know, reasonably nice clothes, and, mm-hmm. and you know, pe- people don't bother me. If it gets into a political conversation, um, at, which I'm probably going to differ with um, people on political uh, conversations, usually I, you know, I try to make statements that um, aren't inflammatory. Yet it doesn't make any sense to make people upset with you or anything like that. But I try to, um, you know just talk about uh, libertarian points of view on things without uh, getting people too upset. So, no, I don't feel like a minority. I don't think so. I I agree with you. And I think that when it comes to uh, spreading the message of freedom, our position is right. It's wrong to use force on others. And Mm -hmm. if you if you can hone your uh, your communication skills well enough and the Advocates for Self-Government is a great organization to help you do that at theadvocates.org, learning how to communicate with people effectively, learning how to not engage in a libertarian macho flash to throw it in people's faces, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. If you can learn how to effectively communicate by asking questions and listening and understanding people and, and, and agreeing with them on, on, on certain topics, mm-hmm. finding the topics of agreement, showing them how, while you agree, that you agree for maybe a different reason because of blah, 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 because using force on others is inappropriate. You'll find quickly that people are going to understand over time. They're going to get it. They're going to click in. They're going to understand this liberty thing. And then over time, more people are going to join up with uh, the pro-freedom movement. More people, of course, joining the Free State Project, moving here to New Hampshire, where there's already sort of a mass understanding of freedom. There's just random people here in this hotel that aren't here for the Liberty Convention, the uh, the the New Hampshire Liberty Forum, they'll just stop by and just start talking. I mean, it doesn't take much to get a random New Hampshireite to start spouting off about uh, the Constitution and the mm-hmm. Founding Fathers and freedom and liberty I mean, it, and live free or die. I mean, it doesn't take much at all. The fact is they're a little bit defeated when it comes to believing that they can actually uh, make government smaller. They seem to think that taxes are inevitable and they're inevitably going to get larger. So I think they're wrong about that, and hopefully we can prove to them that they're wrong and get them excited about restoring liberty in our lifetimes. These people are hot prospects to bring back into the fold of the libertarian movement. Right. Some people will require proof that we can uh, roll the government back. Some just need to get excited about it again. Let's go to the phones. Talk to Johnson in Connecticut. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hello, Johnson. Hey, how's it going? Speaking of uh, improving communication skills, I actually wanted to call in. You know, I wish I could be joining you guys there. Um, But I wanted to call in about the caller who uh, said... Uh, stuff about uh, cars being left on the side of the road and there being a libertarian gun in the room because people would be bleeding to death outside of hospitals. Yeah. And, you know, I, I kind of felt that your your answer of, well, nobody ever said the libertarian message was perfect was sort of a a very lackluster sort of answer. You know, I'm from the... Well, that wasn't my of, uh, answer. I only brought that up because he suggested perfection before that. And uh, my answer right. was that uh, people care about others. Uh, as is evidenced by the existence of hospital charity wings. But go ahead with your point. Yeah, and I think I think that's important. But I, you know, I'm also from the uh, you know the sort of Harry Brown, uh, Mary Ruart camp of the. Uh, I think that it's very very important that liber- you know a liberty message express a message of hope. And you know, I think a better answer to that could be that first of all, you know, with the with the amount of taxes that a libertarian society would give back, people would have ample amounts more to give to charity, but also uh, the leaving cars on the side of the road and people dying outside of the hospital completely ignores the market demand that would be created to take care of such problems. You know, to, to bring up any sort of problem with a libertarian society, the immediate answer is, well, do you think there's a market demand to fix that problem? 
because if there's a market demand, a libertarian society bolsters the market. Yeah. So a market will take care of it. That's the that's the key to libertarian success. Sure. The market is going to fix it because of course it will. will be free. Well, because ro- because roads will be privately owned. We didn't actually dissect the roads uh, issue. Roads will be privately owned without government around. And what road owner is going to uh, is going to want to allow somebody to just leave their junker car on the side of the road? You leave a junker car on the side of the road, it's abandoned. It's now my property, and I'm going to sell that off to a junkyard, and uh, you know have, have a junkyard come pick it up and give me fifty yeah. bucks for it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, who knows? It, you know, it'll be profitable if somebody leaves a, yep. a car on your, you know. And, and it's there's so many different ways to answer these things. And, and there's there's just I think a message of hope, you know, is, is the most important one. Is just to say, look, this is how things are going to get taken care of, and this is why it's you know it's so important that we have freedom, that uh, you know that these things are going to work themselves out. And and here's a couple of different ways how. Well said, Johnson. You know, Thank I think you for hope that. Hope is important. Appreciate hearing from you, sir. Thank you. 800-259-9231. We will. It's awesome here at the New Hampshire Liberty Forum. Let's continue with the calls, though. Let's go to Robert in Miami, listening on WFTL. Hello, Robert. Hello. I'm enjoying your program tremendously. Thank you, sir. I What's on your mind ideas. I, I have talked. I met John Stossel. He came all the way down from New York to meet with me in Lake Worth over there. And was to meet with you? Just with you? No, there's, uh, there's six of us. What, we, uh, we, have a, we have a website. It's called constitutionalguardian.com. Okay on the internet and we're probably getting thousands of readers every week from so, all over the world so why was john stossel meeting with you well our message is uh, showing why the government is not constitutional and and w- when you go back to the works of james madison in federal papers number 45 46 47 and he states madison was not a lawyer he was a political scientist and he warns us 250 years ago he said if the effective control of all three separate branches of government get under the same hands control then we will have tyranny and oppression, and there'll be nothing in the system to correct the problem. In other words, you couldn't go to the Nazi party and say you're killing Jews because that was their purpose. You wouldn't go to the slave owners and saying abusing the slaves that was their purpose. Nor would you go to our corrupt court system and saying we're getting abusing the system because that's their purpose. The mm-hmm. lawyers have taken over single, same-hands control of all three separate branches of government. Yeah, you're right. I mean, it's it really is a monopolistic uh, situation where totally, and it's totally tyrannical. And the thing is, people don't. That's the reason we have a we've had a a, a survey down here in South Florida pointed out that less than twenty percent of the people in this country, in this state rather, go out and vote on a regular basis. And the Department of Elections sent out a survey team down to South Florida, and they asked people, you know, the eighty percent of the people, why don't you go out and vote? I mean, it's free of charge. You got rides to and from the poll. You got time off work. You're paid while you go out and vote. Uh, you know, everything's in your favor. The precincts are in your neighborhoods. It's not, it's not that far to go. Why don't you go out and vote? And the average answer was, it's like replacing Al Capone with Bugs and Malone. In other yep. words, one set of crooks, another set of crooks. Hey, people understand and this, that. And this, this is the very same thing that's causing the problem, because the lawyers have taken over single, same-hands control. And when you see that 75% of the, uh, the, the legislators in Washington are lawyers, and then if you go to Tallahassee, the same thing. The lawyers have got all the power there. If you go to your local county government, the lawyers have got the last say in everything. And their bar associations that they all belong to, they all have to belong to a bar association because yep. the bar associations are, are integrated Supreme Court. But in the state of Florida, for example, last year there were more than 10,000 Freudians that got ripped off by lawyers and had enough nerve to write to the Florida bar and show them how they were ripped off by a lawyer. Mm. And of the 10,000 Freudians that got ripped off by lawyers last year in the state of Florida, 9,800 were told to go home. You got no probable cause. The lawyer didn't rip you off after all. Yeah, well, they're, they're all now, protecting when, when one you, another. 
It's exactly. It's called same hands control, and this is where even if, way back in 1980 in the you, state you of Florida. Ex- I'm sorry, man. We're running short on time, but thank you for the read call. Read our website, constitutionalguardian.com, and the other website is called judicialaccountability.org. All right, man. Thanks for the call. We appreciate hearing from you. 800-259-9231. You know, they, they, um, the, the Bar Association is this club that they all have to join in order for them to be accepted as a lawyer to the court, and they're all members. The judges are members of the Bar Association, and, you, and if you do something that's out of line that the judge doesn't like, you could be dis barred, meaning you're no longer a lawyer. So it's hard to even be a good lawyer. The whole country is run by lawyers. 800-259-9231. The Packet8.net toll free line for you. Hour number three is on the way. It's the live Saturday edition of Free Talk Live. There's an open mic here at the New Hampshire Liberty Forum. we got more guests on the way and your calls as well. This is Free Talk Live. We're launching into hour number three of the live Saturday edition of the program. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the packet8.net toll-free line for you, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features completely free. Once again, that's freetalklive.com, broadcasting live from the New Hampshire Liberty Forum, the very first annual New Hampshire Liberty Forum, attaining personal and economic freedom in America's freest state. It's being put on by the Free State Project, an organization which uh, we are both members of, Mark, and uh, we're both early movers to this to the state of New Hampshire. Yes, we are. And uh, we've been involved over the weekend and uh, meeting a bunch of interesting people, pro-liberty personalities all over the place, some of them of a significant stature. John Stossel still speaking right now in the ballroom, the main room where there's probably about 200 people, I'm guessing. That's just an estimate based on the, the size of the crowd that I saw uh, just coursing through the doors trying to get in there and get their seats for this uh, this dinner tonight. It looks like the room's huge and it's full of tables and it looks like it's uh, about 200 people. I'd say you're right. So that's going on right now. The event is continuing all the way through tomorrow afternoon. Uh, tomorrow, the FSP leadership is having a closing ceremony with U.S. Congressman Ron Paul. Now, rumor has it Ron Paul is going to be expected to announce... His candidacy for president. President of the United States. President of the United States. In case you don't know Ron Paul, he's called Dr. No in Congress. He is a U.S. representative, and he's called Dr. No because he votes no on virtually anything that's unconstitutional. So he's a very pro-liberty, barely principled individual, and this is going to be major news if he decides to announce uh, his presidency tomorrow. And all indicators point to him actually doing that. In fact, we've got an attendee of the uh, the New Hampshire Liberty Forum sitting here with us. Essentially what's going on is most people are in the dinner mm-hmm. right now watching John Stossel. We've sort of got an open microphone, and since it is Free Talk Live where you can call in about anything, well, since we're here live on location, we've got an open third mic if you're here. You stop by and sit in on the show and talk about what you want. We've had a lot of interviews this evening, but uh, yeah, we've got we've got an open mic right now. So John Frederick is here, uh, an yeah. attendee of the uh, of the program. And John, yes. you had some comments on Ron Paul. Yes, uh, this is well, A.K.A. Drug War Dove. I'm from New York City, uh, and I'm you know proud of the fact my liberal friends are furious at me, but I worked very hard for Ron Paul in 1988. A um, couple observations about his probable announcement of his candidacy and one immediate insight is a variable seat I wish to sow and this if he can only come in second place I mean even in a quote even if he does not win mm-hmm. if he could come in second place in pro- GOP primaries in New Hampshire Idaho 
Wyoming, and Montana, and other primaries, but if he could just come in second place on all those four candidates, my question to libertarians, even though I'm not a libertarian, but a sympathizer, would the, liberta- would the libertarians be hated as much by the Republicans as, as the uh, Greens are hated by the Democrats? Why do, you, why do you think they would be? I don't think so. Do you think they would be? Yes. Why? Because they'd, the libertarians' potential to draw votes away from Republicans would equal the Greens' ability to draw votes away from the Democrats. But I don't think Ron Paul um, winning the nomination or even coming in second place has anything to do with uh, the libertarians. If anything, yeah, Ron that would draw right. Ron Paul's a Republican. If anything, that would draw votes away from the Libertarian Party running Ron Paul as a candidate. Uh, contingent upon something, and that is, as of now, unless it's changed since I last heard, Libertarians have a rule that they cannot cross endorse someone. Okay. If they change that rule, and if they are able to cross endorse him, Ron Paul would be a re- Libertarian candidate, even if he loses every Republican primary. If mm-hmm. that rule is changed, a lot could go out the window. Could it alter the political center of gravity to the detriment of, quote, the moral majority Christian fundamentalist wing of the GOP? Hmm. I'd, I'd like know. to see that happen. And, and if if that I would rule, love to see the Libertarian Party endorse Ron Paul. I think that would be an excellent move on their part. I, I believe there's a rule that they, can, they cannot cross endorse somebody who's... Right. But I, mean, I hope that will change. But sure. The other, the other thing I cannot help wondering... And this is, you know, you see the button on me. The radio viewers can't. Mm-hmm. Um, your your you button had, says withdraw the U.S. forces from Iraq. Correct. If, if 2008 ended up with Hillary Clinton against Ron Paul, my question is, who are the Cindy Sheehan's and the Michael Moore's of the Noam Chom- and the Noam Chomsky's of the world consider the lesser of two evils? I think it would be an easy choice. Uh, Ron Paul would be the yeah. lesser of two evils for them. Because, I mean, you, we, I saw Hillary Clinton speak recently. It was disgusting. Um, I saw her speaking, and she, she dodged every single anti-war question that was asked of her. She was so lightweight. Uh, she sort of gave them a little bit of something to chew on about how she's she's not really for the war so much anymore. She was really dodgy about it. Ron Paul's going to come right out and hit hard. He's going to come out and say it's he's time to bring the troops from home. the get-go. Right. Yeah. So I don't think it's going to be even a, a choice for them. It's going to be obvious. Yeah. It might be painful for them to vote for a Republican, but uh, it's clear that he's anti-war. His voting record shows it. Yep. And unlike most of the uh, Democrats out there, his uh, voting record shows he's been against this war from the beginning. From the beginning. John Frederick, thank you for stopping by tonight, and uh, enjoy the rest of the the New Hampshire Liberty Forum. We appreciate you coming on Free Talk Live. Our toll-free number is 1-800-259-9231. That is the packet8.net toll-free line for you. And as always, it is Ian here with you. And, Mark? Um, By the way, you also need to know that uh, if you've got a child in your life, be they son, daughter, or sibling, give them financial literacy. A Kid's Journey to Getting Rich by Jewel Thornton shows kids how to grow up financially free, save early and often, and how to develop passive income streams, the key to financial freedom. The average college student graduates with $7,000 in credit card debt, and that's no way to start a life. So buy them A Kid's Journey to Getting Rich at akidsjourney.com or call 1-800-657-5066. That's akidsjourney.com. 800-657-5066. Let's go to the phones, to the fun. It's Logan in Tennessee. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Okay. Hey, Logan. uh, I've been waiting for a long time. um, Waiting for what? I've been listening to a lot of your um, your other callers. What what have you been waiting for? Well, I was wanting to comment on some things. I know uh, the guy from Kentucky, Josh, I believe, 
he called about, um, you know, he's not really religious, but uh, he still stands for some political issues. And then the guy down in mm-hmm. Miami, uh, I'm glad he brought up the lawyer issue and how really all the lawyers are uh, controlled by the uh, on the on the British bar. The, you know, um, basically our legal system came from Great Britain. Yeah, and and we kind of really didn't completely break away secretly. You know, Great Britain still would like to. I, I, well, basically, basically, if you've studied anything of Alex Jones and what he puts out, and David Icke over there in England, what he puts out, they have a lot of truth about secretly who runs the world behind the scenes. And, yeah, what's uh, the relevance of that? Well, the relevance is is that sure you can vote. But, I mean, Ron Paul would make a good president, and I wish he would get elected. But if he ever even came close, they would cheat him out of election like they did down there in Florida. Okay, now, they would assassinate him. Yeah, I see where you're coming from on that, and I don't know if I truly, I don't know if I truly believe it, um, because you know, if Ron Paul is such a, a threat, and he's certainly a threat to the power structure in Washington D.C., why on yeah. earth do these power monger elites allow Ron Paul to exist? Well. Uh, Hmm. The majority. He's about the only one. He is. Uh, James Trafficant. Uh, James Trafficant for a while acted like he was going to do some good things, but most of these people, they have a lot of dirt on them. And if they ever really bump, there the is system, no. But the, Ron Paul's Boy Scout. There's no dirt on him. The guy was a pediatrician. Well, James, Tra- James Trafficant had some dirt on him. He. Now, he uh, here's my question. Uh, now, now we're talking suppose, about Ron Paul. I, let's let's talk about Ron Paul real quick. Okay, um, let's talk the, about Ron the, Paul. The, the, the presidential candidate, Ron Paul, um, U.S. Congressman. Now, um, let's say that uh, the the Bilderbergers and the the, um, you know, the Rothschilds and they're they're all out to get Ron Paul and they hate him. Yeah. Okay. Um, and there's no way he's going to win because these people are going to throw the election. Why don't we all shoot ourselves? Because the new world <laughs> order is going to come into play. We're all going to have little chips put in our brains, and we're going to be in prison camps um, within you know the next 25 years. What is there? What, what can we possibly do to get fight these people? Okay, I believe there's a lot of truth to what you're saying, and I know a lot of people dismiss it as conspiracy. Theory, I dismiss but, it as conspiracy. I think but, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Do you okay? I, I don't call myself a Christian, but I believe in the Bible. Uh, I'm a follower. That's bizarre. Of Yahweh. Okay. Okay. Uh, are you a Christian? Do you do you believe in God? Does that I have do anything? God. Does that have anything to do with your answer to the question of why we shouldn't just kill ourselves? Okay. What I'm getting does that have anything to do with it? Because if it does, I'll hold you, you over. Hang on, Logan. Okay. 800-259-9231. You want to talk to Logan? He believes that the world is controlled by an evil cabal of evil people. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That is the packet8.net toll-free line for you. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. And, of course, you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are totally free, and that includes a variety of different things. Uh, the Shrine of Female listeners included dozens of dozens, uh, dozens and dozens of ladies have taken the time to send us their validated photo to prove that they are listeners of the show. In fact, Mark, you've been taking... Uh, shrine pictures all weekend long here. I have. I've got a few Shriners, uh, new Shriners that we're going to be adding. So that's pretty cool. Um, so visit shrine.freetalklive.com to see what that's all about. Now you can save time and money on common legal matters. Created by top attorneys, LegalZoom.com helps you create reliable legal documents like setting up a corporation or limited liability company. LegalZoom.com. Use code FTL to save 10%. LegalZoom.com. 
All right, so it is uh, Ian and Mark here broadcasting Free Talk Live uh, from the New Hampshire Liberty Forum. We just had Logan on the line, and uh, believe it or not, he dropped off during the uh, during the, the, the break there. And I guess we th- things were getting a little too hot and heavy for him there. We were talking about, he brought up the conspiracy theory that the world is controlled by a dark cabal of evil men. And it's absolutely, and, and, and he's an, at an extreme, he believes it's absolutely controlled. Absolute right. control. He so, believes they control every single thing. They micromanage everything. That they're mm-hmm. the, And they're, they come from specific families. They're members of the Illuminati or whatever it is. And believes. they've controlled the world um, since the beginning of time and right. blah, blah, blah. It's just and such a crazy. And his suggestion was, and, and and I pointed out the inconsistency in his suggestion, and that was that, well, Ron Paul, who, as we know, may be announcing his candidacy for president tomorrow, Ron Paul, who is a pretty principled dude in Congress, anti, he's a very pro-freedom guy, um, he's going to be possibly running for president. He suggested that uh, that these guys who are secretly behind the scenes controlling the world would not allow Ron Paul to win the presidency because that might be threatening their power structures, etc., etc. And so I simply asked the question, well, if it's true that these guys are so concerned about their power structures, why don't they just bump him off now? Why did they allow him to win that election? And in fact, if if it was an accident that Ron Paul won the first election, he's been re-elected, what, five or six times? Why did they let him win the second one? I mean, these guys control the world, don't they? they? They allegedly control the world. Can't they, I mean, Ron Paul's a 72-year-old man. Um, it's, it wouldn't be out of the norm if he had a heart attack tomorrow. I mean, isn't there some kind of spy poison out there that would cause a man to have a heart attack in a second? Yet they just slip it in his tea and bam, that's it for Ron right, Paul. Right, right. And what about I mean, they the... they need to put a bullet in his head. And, of course, the classic question that I love to ask is what about the people that, I mean, he cited Alex Jones. I listen to Alex Jones and he's the, the, he's the kingdom come. He's, the, he's, the, he's the, lead us to the promised land, Alex. And, you know, I don't have anything against Alex personally. I like his coverage of the police state and everything. But the whole conspiracy theory, I, I don't know so much about that. And so it doesn't he, seem to hold water for why me. Why not bump Alex Jones off? He's been on the air supposedly exposing these people for a decade. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you think that'd be a little bit dangerous to their power structures? I mean, it wouldn't. How much would it take to hire a hitman to knock off a radio host? It, it doesn't seem what, like a couple it'd take hundred much. bucks. No, I wouldn't think so. You, you send some thug to his house uh, at 2 in the morning, bang on his door, and uh, knock him over the head with a baseball bat. Problem solved. Really, it's just absolutely absurd. I mean, common criminals are, uh, are are just easy to get your hands on as far as having... you Go and find somebody who's down on their luck and ask them if they want to make a few hundred bucks. See if they'll do something violent for you. There, I, those people are out there, and if these guys are really in charge of the world, they wouldn't have any trouble finding them and activating them. I'm sure they have they a whole like. crew of them if they are in charge of the world. Yeah. All right. So Mike is here. Uh, he's from California. He's one of our listeners, amplifiers, enjoying the New Hampshire Liberty Forum. Mike, how are you this evening? Good, thanks. Uh, it's a great thrill to be here. I, I watch the show. I love it. I listen to the show. I love it. Uh, it's a thrill to be here, despite the proximity to the bathrooms. We're well, having a few technical difficulties, but you sound all right. We had uh, some buzzing earlier, and apologize uh, apologize to our listeners for that. Now, Mike, what do you think? I mean, since we've got you here, I know you have a police corruption story or something you wanted to share with us. But while we're talking about this conspiracy theory with the the evil men controlling the world, how do you feel about that one? I mean, we hear it all the time from some callers on this show. Yeah, but you always hear the same thing, and and it's lack of evidence. I mean, it's it's uh, floating abstractions. It's guesses and no one can ever back it up sometimes they hang up sometimes they deny logic but no one backs up anything they claim of course not 
And because it's just it's just something you can't back up. But it's, it's fun total... to know secrets, isn't it? Right. You're in on the uh, you're yeah. the you're in the in crowd. You know secrets you don't know. Right. As though we care. Right. All right. So Mike and uh, Mike from California, what uh, what did you want to talk about tonight? Well, I started my trek to come here uh, Thursday morning with a two hour drive, and I live in California. This is a maybe a 15 mile straight stretch of road. There's the speed limit 70. I'm doing uh, uh, traffic's doing 75. I'm doing 80. And just in front of me, like a tenth of a mile in front of me, I see a cop pull on the freeway. So you slow down. Everyone slows right. down. Don't okay. want to get a ticket. So uh, not only do I slow down, everyone slows down. Then for the next six or seven miles, I'm doing 70 miles an hour, the speed limit, and no cars are in front of me for a mile. Except for the cop? No, he's behind me now. Oh, okay. He got directly behind me, even tailgate distance. Mm. And no one's in front of me because everyone has slowed down because of the cop. So after seven miles of tailing me doing exactly the speed limit, he pulls me over. And when he find oh well, I, I, remember the uh, how to avoid getting busted video? I yes. t- took some tips from that. And when he pulled me over, I only rolled my window down a quarter inch, and I kept my hands on the wheel. Right. And he said uh, that he pulled me, o- and he had a fit with that. He wanted me to roll it down more, and he was upset. Really? He, yeah. So he uh, did you roll it down more? No, I said I. He said uh, I said I did roll it down. He said I can't hear you. I said I'll talk louder. <laughs> so uh, then he told me he pulled me over for impeding traffic. Wow. At 70 miles an hour? At 70 miles an hour, doing the speed limit when anyone could... Be, it's a four-lane road. With anyone, a cop behind you. With a were, cop behind me. Were you in the left-hand lane? I was in the left-hand lane. They have a real problem yeah. with the left-hand lane it's, thing. You're, um, as far as state troopers are concerned, you're supposed to pull over right. and let them go past you. Right. And it's some kind of rank thing that, um, that I haven't really figured out why it is that they like that, but they really want you to pull over into the right lane and then let the trooper pass you on the left side. True, and it, but it's not a law, at least no, in California. No, it's not a law. It's just, it's, it, some it, people would say it's courtesy. I disagree, but... So even though it's not a law, he protocol. still pulled you over because of he it? He pulled me over for impeding traffic, which was BS, because uh, if anyone was impeding traffic, he was. He was sure. His presence was slowing anyone down. Anyway, he uh, asked for my paperwork, and I uh, didn't... And I didn't want to fight it, and I'll explain why in a sec. And he took my paperwork, and before he even left my car window, he got a call and had to, had to leave. So he said, I'm going to let you off with a warning. And he Ooh, reached his hand in the window, so nice. pointing at me threateningly. You, when you're in the fast lane, if you're going under the speed limit, you pull over. Now, here's, my, here's the reason for the, my telling this story. I was filled with maybe 25% anger and 75% fear. Yeah, Sure. And These people are dangerous animals. Yeah, well, what I thought of later is how could I have been impeded... Uh, if he wanted to stop me for Im- or punish me for impeding traffic, that means he wanted people to go faster than the speed limit so he could ticket them. So, mm. what, do you see what I mean? Yeah. Because, yeah. Uh, okay. So, what can someone like me, and by the way, I'm here with my girlfriend. We're trying to check out New Hampshire and the Liberty Forum because yes. we're deciding if we want to move here. If we do, I, I am not an activist. I'm not a, into politics. I, I understand these philosophies and completely agree with them, but I am not an activist. So... Being filled with fear by this simple little silly pullover, how could I possibly? What 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 could I do if I moved here to to promote liberty and whatnot? I well, mean, you can certainly do things that uh, don't involve confrontation. Uh, you could write letters to the editor. You could uh, get involved with uh, creating a website. Maybe uh, if you're apolitical, there's there's different things you can do that aren't necessarily going to bring the attention of the police. You could stand alongside of the road and hold a sign up with uh, some of the activists in Keene. There's a variety of uh, of things you could possibly do. In fact, what you might want to do is go over to nhfree.com, head over to the forums there, and. Post 
post that question there, and then that way some of the activists, the, the activists that are in state, will have a chance to respond to you with how they, uh, how they perceive activism, what they do with their time. Because not everybody's in the face of the government; they don't have to be. But even though, even the, when you're here, there's a chance you could get excited by it. One away. This is Free Talk Live. It is the live Saturday edition of the program, and we'll take your calls if you make them at 800-259-9231. Things are a little different on the show tonight, Mark. Oh, yeah, a lot different, I'd say. A lot different. We're broadcasting live from the New Hampshire Liberty Forum, the very first annual, second night of the first annual mm-hmm. New Hampshire Liberty Forum. So much going on here. The Enemies of Freedom keynote dinner, John Stossel was speaking. It's, it's now emptying out uh, the, the room. There's people all over the hallways, people networking, people chatting just been an incredible event so far and uh, of course you can get on here get on the air with us and uh, and bring up whatever's on your mind at 800-259-9231 just been things going on all day long so many different topics so many different things to see and do law enforcement against prohibitions jack cole was uh, was here earlier today marijuana policy projects rob campia in fact coming up later tonight mark after our show actually i believe it's starting now as a matter of fact, or actually a few moments ago, the cocktail reception sponsored by the Marijuana Policy Project going on might, might be a little cool place to do a little hanging out. Yeah, I'm going to be there. Networking. Uh, and, of course, tomorrow we've got uh, Ron Paul going to be uh, the closing ceremony. Bill Westmiller, Michael Badnarik going to be debating on moving ahead the libertarian agenda. The Make the Move panel is going to be a uh, Made the Move panel happening tomorrow as well. And now we bring to you the organizer of this entire awesome affair, Irina Goddard. You're on Free Talk Live here with Ian and Mark. How are you? Hello, Ian and Mark. I'm doing great. So you just saw John Stossel's uh, speech. How was it? It was awesome. Were you inspired? It, It was inspirational. It was funny. It was right on spot on so many things. I don't know if we're going to be able to get John over here to do uh, to do free talk live with us. So, presuming we don't, can you give us like an executive summary? Because we didn't get to see it. Like, what's the short version of what was essentially what like an hour long speech? Yes. Okay. And, and it was pretty much about um, uh, less government, how it's better for you, how how capitalism in general is better for everybody. Uh, he was talking about a little bit of his career, how how um, when he first started. He was doing consumer uh, reporting. He's um, had an amazing career. He was actually a stutterer. I don't know if he touched on that. No, 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 he didn't yeah. do that. No. But he was saying that the stuff at the very beginning that he was doing, you know, that certain products are bad for you or people are advertising poorly, um, that, that that was kind of how he started and, and people kind of, you know, um, rewarded him for doing these uh, great pieces. Mm-hmm. But then when he said that when he used the same principles on... Um, the government, that if you have less government, um, that a lot of, you know, his professional career, that, that it took a little different turn. Um, people not necessarily rewarded him. Um, you know, when he was doing product reporting, you know, the consumer reporting. Right. Uh, for example, you know, coffee, it wakes you up while it takes you down, something like that, that, uh-huh. you know, people thought that was such a catchy thing, and and, like, and a lot of politicians were calling him up and saying, you know, you're doing a great thing, you're doing a great thing. Sure, it's great to come out against uh, people that are out there earning a living. Yes, and then, 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 and then he said, you know what, and then the politicians were calling them and said, you know what, we're going to create an agency oh, so, that, so that you don't have to do these reports because this is so bad, so we're going to, you know, we're going <laughs> to police this. And then he realized, you know, through, through more reporting that really if government gets involved, it's going to be worse and worse and worse. And when he started to 
uh, report on that. You know, for example, the um, Federal uh, Food and Administration Agency. Uh, FDA. That, thank yeah. you, FDA. When you know, whenever you wanted to get a product or food through it, it takes 15 years and mm-hmm. you know, five billion dollars now. To, you know, to, to get that done. So when he was doing the reporting on the government, uh, his uh, superiors and uh, they didn't like that too much. Huh? Exactly. I imagine he got a lot of flack for it. I, you know, that, that's not what uh, most people in the media want to see. Absolutely, absolutely. Mm. But he's managed to move on and and move up and have a successful career in television journalism, which I think is fantastic. And it's awesome that you got him to come here uh, to the New Hampshire Liberty Forum. It just sounded like a tremendous reception. Uh, what is there? Two hundred people in that room? Two hundred and fifty. Two hundred and fifty. It was a full house. It was you know we maximized sold the capacity. Out. Oh yeah. Yeah. We sold out for months, but it, it's just people kept asking today, is there more room? Is there anybody who said you know canceled last minute? Now, it was 200, great success. 250 people selling out the John Stossel event is uh, is awesome. And I would say, and, and this is what I said earlier tonight, and that's why I wanted to, to ask you, I think the New Hampshire Liberty Forum, the very first annual here this weekend in Concord, is an unqualified success. It, how do you feel? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. When we first started, we were thinking, okay, what is going to go wrong? How big is it going to be? <laughs> <laughs> but um, when we started, uh, was it Thursday? Thursday was the State House tour. Mm-hmm. And then it started when Friday, and Friday we had some sessions. But like, this is not so bad. But, you know, let's hold off till that Narek dinner is over, and then we're going to make an assessment how things are going. Right. And, and yesterday evening, it was phenomenal. I mean, I was like, okay. So this morning we came in, like, okay, here we go. And I have to say that. So far, yes, we had to you know deal with feudal issues, but overall it's been a great success. And I tell you, the, the vibes and the energy from people who have been attending, the responses, the feedback I've been getting is is phenomenal. It yeah. is and it's, tremendous. And the thing is, you know, you know from what you know, from my webmaster, <laughs> I know that half the uh, attendees are from New Hampshire, the other half are from all over the nation. Wow. We do have some international ones as well, and that feedback has been across the board. So I think everybody's hearing something, everybody's connecting on some level somewhere, so it's, it's really good. And I think a lot of people are creating a lot of friends, too, because at these tables, people don't know each other. And, right. and like yesterday, everybody was chatting, and it was, you could really, I think that's an observation that the things, the people are relating to the people that they're meeting. Well, you know? sure, it's so, it's so easy to make connections yeah. with people here because everybody has sort of a, a similar mentality. We're all, most of us at least, are of a pro-liberty mindset. And so even if you're sitting across the table from a total stranger, it's someone worth talking to. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. You know, I'm not somebody who really, uh, I'm not somebody who is, uh, I, I'm, I, mean, I, I actually am somebody who's the first to critique um, an event. And there's not really much I have to say bad about this event. I mean, the only my only complaint is that like the name tags should have had an, a, a space for forum names because there's so many people that are here from like the New Hampshire Free Forum. You're right. You're uh, right. That's a good feedback. Free Talk Live BBS. And uh, she's got to run. She's got a lot yeah. to do. Irina Goddard, thank you. You've done thank a fantastic job organizing this event. And we're certainly looking forward to uh, year number two coming up next year. It's going to be, be a blast. Awesome. I, I would say. 1-800-259-9231. Let's go to the phones and talk to Puke in New Hampshire. Puke, one of the attendees, actually, of the event. Puke, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hello. Hello. How hey. are you guys doing? Good. You're doing great. What's up? Uh, I was just, uh, Mike was just on there talking about how he was considering moving. Um, I talked to him earlier this afternoon, um, and I just want to kind of emphasize that you know, he said that he he wasn't really an activist, so he didn't know if he wanted to move or not. Mm-hmm. And I, I think people have this misconception that uh, activism is, you know, going out there and doing the the really, the really um, crazy kind of I don't know if that's the right word, but activism stuff. You know, that that's really kind of uh, in the spotlight. 
but you know, like you said, activism is just participating in anything that you can, like writing letters to editors, or absolutely writing your your representatives and all that stuff. You know, it's it's uh, it's not hard to do. It just it takes a little bit more effort than the normal American sort of blase feeling on politics. Right, and and, so and it doesn't have to be a full time. It doesn't have to be a full time job either. It's just something that you can do in your spare time when you get a chance. Take uh, take advantage of whatever floats your boat. If something gets you excited, do something about it. Whatever that something is. Yeah, I mean, it, it, compared to regular Americans, voting is activism. <laughs> that much is true. Yeah. And, and puke is a relatively new mover uh, to to the state. I mean, you haven't necessarily gotten out and uh, gotten in the face of anybody. And and once you move here, you start networking with people as you're doing here at this event. You start meeting people. You'll start uh, the the opportunities for activism will start to open up. You'll start to to just realize that what different things are out there. Have you noticed that? Yeah, yeah I mean, it, it, you know, it takes a couple weeks before you. Uh you know, can get set up and everything, but once you do, there's all sorts of resources out there, and you just, you know, like the uh, the Free Keen site um, mm-hmm. is a, a great resource where you can find out what's going on and, and uh, you know, get together and do something like that. The, the coolest and, thing uh, about this movement is you can pick and choose what you want to do. There's no central control. There's no boss. There's nobody that you have to uh, check in with, give them your status on. You just do what feels right. Right. And, I mean, Mike, thinks he's not an activist, but clearly he took the time out of his life to drive from California yeah. to come to delivery for him. So yeah, absolutely. Puke, thanks for the call, man. We appreciate it. Enjoy the rest of the forum. 800-259-9231. That is the toll-free packet8.net line. And it's like I said towards the end of his uh, the segment, and I kind of got caught off, is that you hang around enough of these people... Like you, like there are here attending this forum, and you get, it's infectious. It is. You'll yeah. be infected with activism, and that's a good thing. More on the way. Final moments. Your calls. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. Only moments remain, and this is the live Saturday edition. But just enough time for your call if you make it now. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That is the Packet 8.net toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site there are completely free, though we do ask that you voluntarily support the show by becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier, as over 330 of our listeners have decided to do. What you do is you head over to amp.freetalklive.com, and you learn about the program. It stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote. The idea is simple. We ask for uh, 3 bucks a month from you. It's totally voluntary. If you can't afford it, enjoy the website. It's totally free. But three bucks a month, if you can send it our way, what we do is we turn that around into promoting Free Talk Live. That is, using it to advertise in uh, industry publications right. to get more radio stations on board with the show. Using and it's it to, working. Yep, and using it to advertise on the Internet to get more internet, uh, more internet listeners, thereby more people listening to the message of freedom and liberty here on Free Talk Live. So if that's valuable to you, and it is apparently valuable to a number of our listeners... Join them by going to amp.freetalklive.com. You'll find out about the perks you'll get access to as well. That's amp.freetalklive.com. As we go to the phones to the fun, let's go to Wally in Austin, listening on Radio Free Austin. Hey, Wally, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Wally in Austin? Good good evening, gentlemen. Hey, we got you, Wally. What's on your mind? I must say that I'm a conscientious agreeer <laughs> with what you guys are doing. It's, it's wonderful. Uh, you've already you. taken roots. You've taken roots there in New Hampshire and Vermont and Maine are sister states that you could 
have it next year there or, you know, grow instead of just staying in one place and, um, you know, it would be progressive. Yeah. It'd be a progressive thing to do. And, that's and sort of the idea. I mean, long-term, Wally, that's the idea, is to get as many liberty lovers here in New Hampshire as possible to set this state free and then set the example for the rest of the world, whether it be Maine or Vermont or Brazil. Set an example exactly. for the rest of the world to uh, to emulate and to follow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And you guys are totally upbeat, totally positive. That's the only way. I mean, it's great to hear that. Uh, instead of so much negativity, um, I'm a realist. Uh, I have to be to exist uh, in this world mm-hmm. this day and time. You know, you've heard the expression before that there's no accidents in politics. Well, you know, that is planned. Well, I think Ron Paul is an accident. They didn't mean for that to happen. I think Alex Jones being out there is another accident. So you, you're you one of these uh, people that believes there's this grand cabal, cons- dark cloak conspiracy to control the world. I think there's people out there trying to do it, but they're not as good as they'd like to be. They're too far up in their ivory towers to really know what's happening down here on the street. And you guys are doing. You you guys are proving that point. There you go. Thank you, Wally. We appreciate the call. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Once again, validating your thesis, Mark, that each of the conspiracy people has a certain point of saturation, a certain point at which they just can't take it. Right. Uh, some of them believe, um, you know, that there's that there the international bankers. I might be I might be one of this crowd that the international bankers want to control um, a great deal of the monetary flow in the world. Um, others believe that there's lizard men that have taken over the political process. No, not people, not not humans that they're <laughs> describing as lizards, but in fact lizard men from outer yeah. space. Yeah. It's so nuts. everybody's got their saturation point. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Let's go to the Christian Anarchist in Tennessee. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Everybody knows George Bush is one of those lizard men. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that might actually be the case. Okay, I'm with you. <laughs> hey, how would you like a million dollars? I'd love it. Why? Could you use a million bucks? I think we all could. Okay, well, here's an offer for you. All you got to do is show Ed the law, and you get a million-dollar piece of property. That's going on. Where, where's that being promoted? At uh, his blog site? That's at uh, showedthelaw.com. I've heard about this, and, Gene, we're short on time. Thank you for the call, 800-259-9231. What's going on, Mark, is uh, Ed Brown is putting up one of his commercial properties. Ah. For uh, Essentially, he's just going to give it away to anybody that can actually show him the law that requires uh, Americans to pay income taxes. Hmm. You know, there's been an offer out, a monetary offer out there for that same, uh, for, to, to show the. I believe we the people. We the people organization, well. the same thing. Um, nobody seems to be able to do it. Now it's funny. I mean, who, apparently who there want is to cash no in? law that requires Americans to pay income tax. Well, what's interesting was that uh, in America, uh, I guess America, freedom to fascism. Aaron Russo interviews some uh, former IRS agents, and one of them, she saw that advertisement offering the fifty thousand dollars, and she, she wanted thought, that fifty grand. Yeah. I could use that little bonus. Mm-hmm. She figured she's an IRS agent. She can easily uh, make that assertion and make that uh, show the proof, and she couldn't find it. Right. As a matter of fact, she quit the IRS as a result. She did. Let's go continue with the calls. we got to talk to Toucan in Kansas. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hey. Hello. What's up, guys? You, you guys are um, unbelievable on the radio, you guys. Okay, Toucan. What's on your mind? Well, I want to talk about George Bush. Sure. Yeah, well, they call him George, but I know his real name is George. Okay. And anyway, I went to school with him. You went to school with George Bush? 
What school? Yeah, I went to school with him up at Yale, and he was the nicest little boy. And well, everybody gives him all this flack and all this Guthrie Jenkins, and I just wanted to talk over to him and get my old prescription back. Yeah, you know what? You need to take some more prescription pills from what it sounds like. Thanks for the call. 802. Could you understand a word he says or just because it was loud in here? I don't I, know. I don't know. It I, sounded like gobbledygook to me. It's all right. I mean, you know, you, you claim to go to um, school with George Bush. I need to know which school. 1-800-259-9231. I think it was uh, preschool. You went to preschool with him. They yeah, preschool. Pre- they snorted some prescription pills out on the, the playground. That and, seems a little early even for George. 1-800-259-9231. Only moments remain here in this, the live Saturday edition of Free Talk Live, broadcasting from the New Hampshire Liberty Forum, the very first annual, as the organizer herself, Irina Goddard, put it a few moments ago, an unqualified success. I would agree. It's been an amazing weekend. And the uh, the, the fun continues here tomorrow with Ron Paul, Michael Badnarik, Can't wait. Uh, Bill Westmiller all appearing and speaking. Uh, the Made the Move panel is going to be happening tomorrow. And uh, actually, one of our listeners is standing here right now, I would invite him to sit down briefly and, and sit at the mic here. It's John Connell. He is uh, another super activist here in the uh, the New Hampshire area. Also, a, a, and technically, I guess, an early mover, John. Oh, let me turn your mic on. Hang on a second here. Okay. There we go. Yeah, I moved up as soon as I could, and uh, my move was easy because I only had uh, a few miles to go, and I'm, you know, fortunately, I'm still near my family, and I've got my old job that I had. So, you know, I, at first I was kind of itching to say to, to other folks, you know, darn it, you you guys have been preaching all this all your life, and why don't you get up there and move? Well, you know, I have to understand that my move was very easy. It's not that way for everybody. It's mm-hmm. going to take some time, and uh, nobody's even obligated to move yet. So, uh, you know, let the uh, ranks keep building, and uh, people will keep learning about this. And, uh, you know, I got a, I got a saying that uh, even if the uh, Free State Project were to somehow magically end tomorrow, mm-hmm. the movement is not going to stop. Oh, heck The no. enthusiasm that is here, the message is getting out. Uh, we're, we're reclaiming liberty here in New Hampshire, and we're you loving know, it. You if, know, if the Free State Project disappeared tomorrow, I think we'd start the Free Talk Live Project or, <laughs> or the Free Keen Project or something like that. Uh, uh, I think some of that's going on uh, <laughs> as we speak. Well, because, you know, we didn't move here to play around. This is serious business. And, oh, yeah. uh, you know, it's, speaking of uh, what we were talking about earlier this hour, we had... Um, we had Mike here from California, and he was he was kind of questioning. Well, he's not much of an activist. He he doesn't he isn't someone who wants to get in the face of the government. He's wondering what what are some things that people who aren't necessarily like that what can they do here in the state? And I think you're an example of uh, of someone who does something different than the normal form of activism. You don't go and lobby the state house, and you also don't really get in the government's face so much. You're a musician. Well, you know, everybody has their has their place, and uh, people need to find what they're comfortable with. One of the important things is to find uh, the community that exists here, get together with people, plug in. I mean, I have gone to the state house and lobbied a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not my bag, but you know, when I get called up to go, I go, and uh, you know, I've uh, shown up at town meeting, and uh, I uh, support my uh, friends that do some civil disobedience by by uh, writing some songs when it inspires me to do that. So and, you've got uh, a variety of different activism flavors that you engage in that. Yeah, so, you know, nobody needs to specialize in anything. Some people do. I mean, there's a there's a great division of labor, and, and that's a wonderful thing, as we know from just the way the market works, and it's the same thing here in, in the free state. Absolutely. Uh, now, uh, we're short on time, but what, I was li- what I'd like, you've got your guitar here. I believe you're going to be uh, playing a concert tonight? I'm doing something. Uh, some folks asked me to come, and I... 
I got a few songs I'm comfortable doing, so Very I cool. said, sure, count me in. Very cool. So that we're looking forward to. Why don't you go ahead and play us out here this evening, John? Go ahead and get started. Okay, uh, and let me know what you want to give me for uh, what, for time. How much? You've got much about you uh, less than a minute at this point, so okay, head on I'll, over I'll to pick this up and, whatever uh, you want. This is John Connell. This has been Free Talk Live. We'll be back Monday night. Online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. Have a great weekend, everybody. Bye-bye. They're recruiting 20,000. They want folks like me and you. Then let's stop back and baby. We wanted this for way too long. Yeah, let's stop back and baby. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronic, photo, cell phone, office prop, home and garden, bed and bath, supply, yeah. automotive, hardware.